0: sitting here with Baby Lee. Hi, Baby Lee. No, don't, don't eat the, okay. This is uh, Nadia Bowles Weber, who is a uh, incredibly wonderful person, author of the book Shameless, which you've you've been listening to recent episodes. I've been quoting Shameless a lot because I'm really enjoying that book. I know, Baby Lee. She's also a uh, Lutheran minister uh, and a public theologian. Um, And just wonderful. Just a really interesting conversation throughout about life and creativity and and then a lot of God stuff as well. But boy, did I enjoy talking to her. So check out her book, Shameless. I sort of joke that it's like the antidote to my book. My book is called Comedy, Sex, God. Obviously, you can pre-order that um, as I'm always sort of pleading with you to do (laughs) Uh, because I work so hard on it and it means so much to me. You can pre-order that on Amazon. I, I sort of joke that Shameless is like the antidote to comedy sex god because comedy sex god is about so much of my sex shame that I sort of inherited from the church and shameless is about uh, that very topic and it's wonderful we talk about it a lot in this chat so let's get to it quickly I do have a couple things to plug we have a live you made it weird coming up which we haven't done in years and we're going to do it a little bit differently it's going to be at Largo here in Los Angeles on June third and it's just going to be me and Colin Hay. Who is an incredible storyteller And one of my favorite musicians Of all time um, And it's just going to be he and I Some music and a lot of conversation And we'll release it as a live episode So if you want to be a, a part of that crowd um, You can go to Largo-LA.com I'm also going to be uh, Doing my stand-up there I have a monthly stand-up show April 25th And then there's other dates I have three other book dates What are you doing baby? You Okay you good? Yeah, she's good. Uh, I'm going to be in Brooklyn with a special guest on May 15th. You can get tickets for that at wordbookstores.com. Um, I'm going to be in Boston. We added a second show on May 18th. Um, so there's an afternoon show now. Go to wbur.org events for tickets. And then uh, May 23rd, I'm going to be doing my book show uh, with Rob Bell. At Largo, so those are some really um, amazing shows coming up. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to the Pete's Picks. Uh, I, if you guys don't know, I don't tradition i don't do traditional ads on the show. I promote actual products that I loved and used for years, and then reached out to the companies to see if they'd give us promo codes. The first company of that is Charlotte's Web. You guys know this by now, but especially whenever I'm stressed, whenever I know a lot of us are dealing with stress out there. CBD oil has been a huge helping tool for me in managing my stress uh, and anxiety and any, any of those negative feelings. I, I call it my happy juice. It's hemp oil. Uh, it doesn't get you intoxicated, doesn't get you stoned. It, there's just sort of like a almost sub but lovely um, feeling running in the background. I kind of feel it right behind my face, a little bit quicker. <laughs> Baby Lee. <laughs> you, how are you squawking. He's quacking in the intro. A Little bit quicker to smile. You know this by now, Lee. Little bit quicker to laugh. Just wonderful for stress management. It's made from the hemp plant, but they use science to take out THC. They remove the THC and leave the body and brain beneficial CBD uh, using science. It's legal, it ships to all 50 states. And Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil is the only hemp oil grown for human consumption on American soil. It's a really wonderful and reputable company. I uh, get the original formula. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, but you can literally just take a couple drops of it. Or you can get the extra strength if you want uh, something a little bit um, not as intense. Not not intense, not as strong, I guess. It's just a percentage of CBD in there. Um, and I also love the, they have these bombs now that are wonderful for soothing the skin. Just give a wonderful feeling of health and wellness wherever you apply it. So. Uh, try it. Go to cwhemp.com. Baby Lee. Oh, she's eating a DVD of Winnie the Pooh, which she is not watching. We just, we just have that. <laughs> cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code keep it crispy. The other one is cachava. Boy, I've been swearing by cachava a lot, especially since Baby Lee came in the, in the picture because sometimes I joke that I make her bottle and then I make my bottle because cachava is basically as close as I've found to a meal and a pill it's it's a powder, uh, it's basically a superfood drink mix that you add to water in a shake bottle, you just shake it up, you don't need a blender, and it literally keeps you full and satisfied uh, for hours and hours, and it's just a nutrition overload. Um, yeah, overload. You you have some overloads from time to time. More nutrients in one cachava than most people I would wager uh, get in a month. It's 100% plant-based. You're getting omega-3s from chia seed and flax seed, all built in. There's eight superfruits. There's 17 greens and vegetables. 17. It's gluten-free, soy-free. No artificial sweeteners or preservatives. There's digestive support. There's 1,000 milligrams of adaptogens. There's 24 grams. I know, that's a lot. 24 grams of plant-based fiber. People that work out will probably love that. I just like it because it keeps me full. And nine grams of fiber in it. But here's the thing. It's actually delicious. Throw some frozen strawberries in there. Tastes like strawberry chocolate ice cream. And it makes me feel amazing. That's why I reached out to them uh, to see if we could get you guys a code. They said, heck yeah. Kachava. K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird. Try a pizza pick. Support the show. Please pre-order uh, my book, Comedy Sex God. Get... Yep. I know, I plug it a lot. Daddy worked really hard on it. You're in it. Yeah, you're in it. You want to sit up? Also get Nadia's book, Shameless. She also has other books, which are wonderful. And I'm also going to plug Michael Gunger's book again. That is what I'm reading currently. It's called This, and it came out yesterday. And it is one of the most incredible things I've ever read. So there's three book recommendations. My own, Comedy Sex God, Nadia's Shameless, Michael Gunger's This. Uh, if you want to be reading what I'm reading right now because I'm enjoying, well, I'm not reading my own book, but I'm enjoying those other two very much. And I enjoyed writing the first one. And I hope to see you at Largo. Come see the live You Made It Weird and come see a book show. It's going to be awesome to be back on the road and see you guys in person. And in the meantime, enjoy Nadia. Boatsweber. Bolt, bolt, Do you want to say get into it, Baby Lee? ba 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 She usually laughs at that Oh well Hey Val uh, They can't hear you Get into it <laughs> I don't know if you heard that <laughs> Thought leaders gathering I know.
1: That's
2: a terrible
0: term. As opposed to all of us thought followers That's right We get our thoughts from you
1: <laughs>
0: No, I, I obviously you didn't come up with it
1: No, no, it's that's like I think that, that that's what like Aspen Ideas Festival or TED—they're called like thought leaders gatherings. Anyway, we oh, those there. are also thought leader gatherings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a term. And it's all these wonderful thought
0: leaders couldn't come up with a better title. <laughs> yeah. All the th- all their thinking, and they still came up short with it's thought weird. leaders. <sighs> Nobody told them what condescension is. Um, <laughs> although I guess in humility, they are thought leaders, and you're a thought leader, and th- all the TED talks that I've seen are. Have led me to some very interesting thoughts.
1: Yeah, I've only watched um, one
0: <laughs> one TED talk. Yes. Oh, they're great. I saw. What am it. I, that oh, no, guy? No, 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 Nadia, no, no, they're too, great. Too. I
1: know, I know. They're they're, they're guys, always they being pushed be, on people. It should be but,
0: no. It's it's like I reading. You should you know watch what it TED is? talks. It's
1: the it's the new sermon, really. I mean, because the sermon was is a is a form a communication form that's been somewhat untouched. Like it hasn't changed that much. Yeah. And um. And now I think that, yeah, the te- that TED Talks are the new sermons. Because, we, well,
0: something that we say a lot on this podcast is that people were drawn to Jesus. Something that I noticed, yeah. you know, like, yes, I know you know this. I'm saying this for the listeners is that, you know, he has to get on a boat because he draws such a crowd. Yeah. I was like, that is not, that's a TED Talk.
2: Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying
0: Jesus was like, here's three ways to be more productive, right. or here's how to mentally hack your brain to right. like love your pets more, <laughs> right, right, or something like that. Right, right. Certainly, it's very uh, pop. They're popular. They're popular. They're popular topics.
1: But I think people want wisdom.
0: They sure do. Yeah. And I think uh, podcasts are evidence of that. Correct. And the internet, oh my God, yeah. the YouTube is such an incredible resource. We were talking about Richard Rohr on the way in. Yeah. And I've been reading uh, Richie's new book.
2: Richie.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. You caught me being delighted with myself. I just love... I, this is right up your alley. He's Father Richard Rohr. I hey. call him Richard. And then on the podcast, I call him Richie. Yeah.
1: And I think that's fun. He's all of those things. He's such a like gracious, lovely dude that I try to never share a platform with like an actual stage with him at an event because next to him i seem like a monster i get that and it's not because of you it's because <laughs> no, he's, it's, a sweet, he's a sweet he's a
0: yoda is, man. he's more like an ewok he's like he's yeah. like a classic yeah. monk yeah i have a photo of him on a magnet on my fridge and it's where he's wearing that like ewokian brown you know the, yeah, yeah, the robe yeah. that comes yeah, with a, a stein of yeah. beer guy and yeah. i just love him so much
1: he actually gave me a a really solid piece of advice about being a public person and being an author and doing book signings and stuff. Because when I have my speaking events, I, I'm on stage for like an hour and a half, two hours. And yeah. I it's like an ethic of mine. I try to be really emotionally present to what I'm saying. So I'm not yeah. phoning it in like out of respect for the people who showed up. I don't want it to be a performance, you know. Yeah. But there's a cost to it, and um, I'm, I'm just like an exposed nerve afterwards. And mm-hmm. um, he said, Nadia, you have to have somebody who has like your purse and everything, your jacket, everything that's yours in their arms. And they're looking and they're watching that book signing line. And the minute that last book is signed, they get you out the door as soon as possible. He goes, because there will be people lurking around waiting until you do not have – any excuse to not pay exclusive attention to only them. And they're the least healthy people in the room. And if you want (laughs) to keep doing this work, you have to avoid them.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's for the greater good. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That sounds like something Rob, you know Rob, Bell as well. He said things. I love when lovely people uh, from spiritual places can still say things that are practical but might not sound right (laughs) Yeah. To the tuning fork of the church that you and I grew up, yeah, right, up in. right, right, exactly. We're like, well, that's yeah. not very nice. Yeah, exactly. Like when I saw Rob's house, we've mm-hmm. told this story many times publicly. I was so delighted that he had a nice house, and yeah. it wasn't about money. It was, mm-hmm. it was about that he didn't have some sort of false. I like. I'm aware that your sure. books sell well, right? right and I, mean, right. I, I also know that you love design, right? And I like that you live in a in a house that this was his Laguna house. He sort of lives in a less fancy house now, yeah. but it has like a nice glass wall that he can see the sunset or whatever and I'm like that's awesome that was actually one of the first things I noticed because correct me if I'm wrong and maybe speak to this you and I grew up in a church that thought polity and and nice being nice was sort of the point Mm -hmm. and like the way that you appear is sort of like kind of the most important thing like you'd sort of get into character for church correct
1: yeah <laughs> but i mean even like i had to go to christian charm classes when i was like you did? 11 and 12 years well, old there's that great old. stuff
0: in your wonderful yep. book shameless which yep. i'm really enjoying thanks which is why i reached out yeah yeah um so we should i be remiss but not to mention
1: in the that. workbook there were there were pictures of like here are the facial expressions that show that you're a good christian woman And here are the facial expressions you should avoid because they say... Bad things about you. You so, look
0: conspicuously like the sketch of the girl that's not a girl. remember, I totally, I know.
1: and that's the, a compliment. The, the how, In
0: your book, why don't you tell people what we're talking well, about?
1: Well, there's a "How Feminine Are You" quiz, <laughs> and there was the bad example. I scored
0: very high, but did the way. you? I'm yeah, much formidable. higher than me. I imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, and then, and then there was like the super femi girl, and then there was the sort of butch-looking girl. And, Which is, yeah. uh, and, and I do look more like the butch girl, but... You know, what's hilarious is when I first posted that on Twitter, somebody immediately took Photoshop, cut the two pictures of the girls out, put them on a street corner with, um, thought bubbles that had hearts in them and said, I felt bad for those two girls in the How Feminine Are You quiz. So I put them on a little date because it does look like kind of a butch and femme lesbian, really. And so I know couples um, like that. mm -hmm. So, uh, that was, I like that they were liberated
0: (laughs) from the confines of a Christian. How feminine are you, quiz? (laughs) But it really brought to light some of the trauma that I experienced. I know I'm a straight white male, so we'll just check that here and Mm -hmm. assume it through the rest of the conversation. But one of the things that is interesting, potentially is that like I received, like a lot of people, straight white people in your congregation, also received strange amounts of baggage, usually reserved for the outliers of of mass culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Meaning, how feminine are you? So now you're getting this strange, deranged trauma. And then I also, I I joke that I had to come out as straight. Like it was a shameful thing Mm -hmm. to like vaginas. (laughs) Like like you had to sort of confess that you were horny or whatever. Mm. And you, you actually yeah. mentioned this got cut from my book, but I had a whole section about the True Love Waits Bible.
1: Oh, I quote it in yeah, the book. I know you yeah, do. The, the preface to it. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I love that. Yeah, because yeah. it's really um, healing for people to go like, oh, right,
1: mm. that was a weird thing that
0: we all mm-hmm. did when we were very young mm. and very impressionable. Yeah, and I don't say it to throw stones exclusively to throw stones, but it was kind of it's in the ballpark of abuse.
1: It is. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean because what it does is it. <clears throat> to tell young people that um, in order to be pleasing to God, you have to shut down your sexual response system as soon as it starts developing, right? Yeah. This is stuff that's taught in youth groups. They get us quick. Yeah, you just have to like not think sexual thoughts, don't look don't at think erotic of a purple image. Elephant. Exactly. But the thing is, is that... Uh, it actually creates the thing it's trying to prevent because it's like if you tell I'm kids so much
0: kinkier than you, I would have oh been. Oh my
1: god, a hundred percent! If you tell kids, <laughs> if you tell kids every chance you get, like um, god, 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 created. god created chocolate. Mm -hmm. and chocolate is delicious but chocolate is only meant to it's only safe and meant to be enjoyed in a particular context and so um, girls you need to know boys want chocolate more than you so you need to never make boys think of chocolate don't wear a t-shirt that would make boys think of chocolate (laughs) kids you shouldn't be going to movies in which people are eating chocolate (laughs) and I mean chocolate is delicious yes but dangerous don't even think of chocolate and it's like what the fuck do they think is gonna happen they're gonna gonna be like the belly oh my god <laughs> i gotta get some chocolate yeah. they're like i'm gonna i'm gonna create an online profile that's fake and order chocolate on the internet <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna watch videos of other people eating chocolate in increasingly ah. disturbing ways i mean it creates the thing it's trying to prevent yeah
0: you're absolutely right I, I, I'm, I'm saying some things that I've said before to you because I want to hear how you respond to them. I'm just saying that because people listen to, have heard this before probably. But I would argue my pastor at my church had an affair.
1: Of course and he un- did. I, I know. <laughs> I, and so-
0: sort of unfairly <laughs> uh, to him, It is a cliche. Mm-hmm. He, and he got caught <laughs> or he confessed or his wife made him confess. I don't know what happened. But I was like, Even as a kid, I was like, I bet that was the hottest sex in the world if you're thinking you're going to hell for it. It's the stuff out of like a Jane Austen novel. It's like forbidden. You're willing to sacrifice Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. teach people not to eat chocolate Mm -hmm. and you're going to eat this person's chocolate.
1: Restriction is the fastest path to fetishization. Absolutely. For sure. No question.
0: I love the Oscar Wilde quote, the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like this very hedonistic, anti-spiritual thing. Mm -mm. But to me, it's a Buddhist idea. It's the resistance Mm -hmm. that you're giving it is what's giving it its addiction and its power. So when I was a kid i relate so hard my book is called comedy sex god because god and sex were so linked mm-hmm. when i was reading your book i was like this is almost like a res- you didn't know you were writing a response no. to my book that was very healing oh. and addressing yeah. some of the thing i just sort of tell the stories mm-hmm. and find my own mm-hmm. redemption about that yeah. but you were writing about it in a very direct way it was a
1: pastoral book for it was sure. a pastoral book yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure but i mean but going. also the i mean the one thing, like I wasn't raised in an evangelical church. I was raised in Church of Christ, which just has a different flavor to it. And so we what didn't have it? musical instruments, and oh. so I was never exposed to. I've never been part of a church that had a band in my whole life. So I find it really uncomfortable when I'm in a situation where there's some kind of Christian band. It's a. It's always a. It's well, that's like, all of us. It's it's, imba- it's a combination. of <laughs> not just of you. I was raised and, with it, yeah, but I, I it's still. It's super the, crazy. Do you remember the modern drum fill. Episode where, where Bobby joins a Christian rock band no. and Hank goes, Bobby, you're not making Christianity better, son. You're just making rock and roll worse. <laughs> ah! <laughs> like, ah! But yeah. but but there's such a strong uh, repressed sexual vibe in praise and worship music oh and the performance of it. And if we'll- the
0: power went out for two minutes, there's <laughs> no. If there was darkness and no accountability, everybody's out. I was,
1: I was in a service once where they were singing a song, and I swear to God, the lyric was talking about to Jesus, singing to Jesus yeah. about your intoxicating scent when we meet in our secret place. Yeah. I'm like, I need a fucking shower now yeah. that's gross i
0: and, had a friend who would sing praise music to his wife but replace her with jesus and he was like it's kind of eerie how well it works it does i'd give my dying breath yeah to know you but it
1: comes from sexual <laughs> repression of it course. has to come out somewhere i did i preached outside of, of, of like hamburg or so, frankfurt or some shit a couple of years ago at an evangelical church and um they had a praise band And I kind of want to put in my contract, like, if I have to sit through a praise band before I preach, it's an extra $500 in cash on site. That's great. But um, anyway, so I'm sitting there. I think Richard would agree. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there, and it's this German German praise band with a very dad-looking German dude, like, with pleated khakis and white running shoes as the lead singer. And they were singing, I shit you not take me to church, which wow. is not about church. Right. Totally about fucking. Right. right. And right. I was just like, what's happening? But it fit in
0: perfectly. It We're was like, perfect. No, this is normal. Sexual repression right under the surface. The
1: best, the best one was it in, was in, yeah. was in Jakarta. I was preaching. I was, I was. Jakarta. Where's Jakarta, that? Indonesia. And I was uh, doing a workshop and then preaching the next morning at the church. And, and so, you know, when you're in a situation where somebody not speaking your native language, but then they drop in English words, you know? Sure. So he was trying to get people to come back the next morning for a church. And he, he went, you know, Indonesian, 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 Nadia Boltzweber, Indonesian, Indonesian, Indonesian. Indonesian. Then he goes, Indonesian, Indonesian, pole dancer, Indonesian, Indonesian. And I thought... Well shit, that's got me something different yeah, here. But right? you know, so I was like hilarious. some sort of tribal Indonesian dance with a pole or something. And I show up the next morning for church and there's the whole band and the light show, and I'm not kidding, a brass pole in the middle. And before I preached, this girl came out in like five inch clear heels and did what I can only describe as a liturgical pole dance as the band played as the deer panteth for the water. Oh, I know the
0: chords. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, ribbon dancing is big in the church, and there's, there's I've a, never heard of that. You don't know ribbon dance where they have the trail of the ribbon. Will Ferrell does it <gasps> oh, in old school. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay, but yeah, that that idea it. of like
0: <laughs> fluttering around, there's just a lot of.
1: There's
0: a. I had a, a guy, um, Connor, uh, did this podcast, and we were talking about he was hypothesizing that Jesus was sexual. He's like the most sex positive person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he was talking about like the sensuality of how Christ was Mm -hmm. spitting in dirt and rubbing it on someone's face and touching the hem of someone's garment. There's like a lover. This is Bhakti yoga. Like that idea of like being in love with God and Mm -hmm. wanting to like touch his feet and touch his wounds, literally going in his body. Like put your hand in, my, in side
1: my side, is inarguably penetration. I'm not, I'm not intimate. trying to be no, no disrespectful exactly, no. to any like, of it. How did Christianity become such a body fearing culture? Well, yeah, go ahead. It, it, when that's the case, that's right. absolutely the case. The and he says, idea- "Eat
0: his body and drink totally. his blood. Eat my body. Yeah, this is my body. If I was on a date with Val and said." Let's break this bread. This is my body. Let's eat it mindfully. And every time you eat this, think of me. Mm. Again, I'm not trying to say that there was something kinky going on or make this salacious. I'm saying it's body positive and it's sensual positive.
1: Incarnation. Carne means meat, right? Fleshy. It's a fleshy religion and a fleshy spirituality that then became body, body hating.
0: Right. Well, that is something I got from Richie Rohr was, I think Paul uses the term <laughs> flesh, sins of the flesh, and Richard Rohr is like, I think a better term would be ego, huh?
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's that's like, perfect.
0: He just means right. flesh being the body, being right. the ego, being the small self,
1: the, the, that's the right. lower
0: self. Right, right. But right. because of an inconvenient translation, mm. millions and millions of Catholics and millions oh, and millions yeah. of Protestants alike right. were like... The one thing, and this is in my story and in my book as well, the one thing that you are designed to do, especially now, Yeah, I wasn't, I've said this a million, but I'm going to say it to you because I want to hear what you say. I wasn't tempted to lie, steal, cheat. I didn't yeah. want to hurt anybody. I, I am a... Feminine's too silly of a word. I'm an open-hearted person. Yeah. I'm an empathetic person. Yeah.
1: You have a tenderness. David. I have
0: a tenderness. Yeah. I would cry when I would see a squirrel get hit by a car. So I was like a gentle boy. Yeah. And I still, oh, I still am, although yeah. I've had to build a man around him to yeah. navigate to the To navigate world. the
1: green room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> to like go to clubs and stuff. Exactly. It's true. That's what my TV show was about. Totally. was like, oh, I got to no. figure this out.
1: Comedy green rooms are a, like a hotbed of social Darwinism. It's oh, just not safe. Oh,
0: my God. And you can't be the boy who cries when you, you see a not- Ah,
1: the boy. Christmas.
0: <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> and you see it with women but th- mm. i say this for solidarity there are men that are doing it too totally. in fact maybe that's all exactly of us are right. doing it we're yeah. like sort of posturing and figuring yeah. out oh that's normal that he yeah. just made that horrible joke or or i just made that horrible joke or whatever we're doing yeah. so the but then i was deeply horny very very horny yes of course and then constantly masturbating yeah. and constantly confessing lust in my small group they would ask for the i know it's sad no it's it naughty. i cr- i was watching things about your church and i'm just crying like what you're doing yeah. is so beautiful mm. and when you hear a trans person or even uh, the i know drag people are not trans but the drag mm-hmm. queen yeah. performer yeah. talking about being welcomed and feeling more than being welcome feeling welcome mm. and you're just like <laughs> like yeah. having a nice quiet cry yeah, cuz it's all of us it's all of it's us totally um but confessing lust waiting for someone to say hey what what do you mean by that but we were too
1: polite every week someone says lust hey pete what do you mean right and yeah and um it's just it's like god programmed a passive aggressive test of our willpower into our bodies right right i'm like wait no Our bodies were meant to do this thing and then to tell people that if you love God, you would not do it. You would not even think about it. But your your whole physiological system is created to be connecting to itself and to others in a really particular way. And it was one thing when like that whole not don't have sex outside of marriage was one thing when marriage happened pretty quickly after puberty and when there wasn't reliable birth control. You know, like there was... There was a sort of reason, I think, for that teaching in a sense, but but now people sometimes don't get married, or they're not getting married till they're thirty or forty. I do pastoral care with women who, honest to God, didn't ha- because of the teachings of the church, didn't have sex until because they didn't get married, and then they were like forty years old, and they were like, "Screw this! Yeah. Like, I want to do this," and then they did. They got into a sexual relationship with someone, and they had no idea how to manage the emotional aspect of having sex with someone, something I would argue you should be navigating when you're 18, 19 years old. To
0: build those connections in your brain. Yeah,
1: Yeah, to know what it's like to expose that much surface area of yourself to another human. Right. So it's not like I have cavalier opinions about sex and the potency of it. Mm -hmm. I don't. But... But I think it's incredibly damaging to people to tell them that God wants them to shut down that part of themselves.
0: Sure. And then you, so I I call my earnest desire for God, what is this? That was just my question was, what is this? And I still have a a flourishing, what is this? And I have a lot of friends that have a a very active, what is this? And then what happens, and this is Alan Watts. Alan Watts, I love him so much. He talks about. So then you're told that God is what it is, and he's in charge of what it is. And that, and that actually feels really good. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, we're getting somewhere.
2: Okay, we have yeah. a symbol. Right. We have, we sure, have a, sure, sure.
0: You know, an object for a our... A container. A container, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A beautiful... At least we're, okay, <clears throat> clue one, it's God. Yeah. And then that God, you're told, is mad every time you jerk off, and you, and you keep one eye to the sky mm. for fear of the second coming. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a cum <laughs> joke here. Ding, Make your own cum joke. But then mm. what I, I heard Alan want to give this talk about how you, if you're being honest, you don't love God. Like you're pretending to love God. Like you're like mm. he's in this way. You're mm. this this idea of God. He's he, like you say he's sa- he's a saboteur and like a weird provo- provocateur. Like oh, he's, he's like an angry, capricious
1: idea. bastard with a killer surveillance system who's yeah. just always angry that you're a human being. That's right. It's a weird it's a game. Setup, man. Yeah, it's a that setup. It's a huge setup, and we've been had. Yeah, completely. And then that's
0: why I'm like, so many people are right to run away from it. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I think you and I both share a passion for like, well, what are we leaving that's of value? Totally. And that's why I think when I emailed you, I said it's so weird how mm-hmm. it's still psychologically impactful for me to reclaim the Bible instead of just totally. going like, fuck it, yeah. which which felt good for a time, of course, and I still enjoy. Sure. the privilege of going well i just don't agree with that part
1: no of course <laughs> if there
0: is something i don't like <clears throat>
1: but the thing is is that is that our symbol systems form who we are on a really cellular level and we don't ever really escape them absolutely like you can choose a different symbol system that you like more that suits you more but it doesn't mean you've ever really gotten rid of your original one so to me i think it's healthier you know salvation the root word is sozo which means integration. Oh, I thought right? it was a <laughs> yeah, I I'll have a
0: sozo, like in Italy.
1: Oh, he wants a sozo. He's watching his ways. <laughs> it means it means wholeness. So yeah. integration, like integrating the different aspects of ourselves. And right. So,
0: and religio, ligament mm, to unify. Yes, and holy, holy. Right. Which is all yeah. about
1: union. right? And so anyway, I just think, how do we make friends with these, as, the, our original symbol system? I, rejecting it for reasons of self-preservation is totally understandable. And I did it for 10 years and I get it and I would never judge someone for that. But I think we have, but to be able to circle back and make friends with it and to integrate it into who right. we are now, along with other beliefs we might have as well, I think is um, it. That's like, that's wellness.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. My therapist is always saying things like he's had patience and he encourages me to speak my truth to people that have hurt me. And he's like, for whatever reason if someone is abused – and I wasn't mm-hmm. abused, so I'm not speaking in code here. I'm just mm-hmm. saying if someone is abused, he can't explain why, but he always tells his patients, like, even if they're never going to change and they're not even going to listen to you, mm-hmm. it's valuable to go and just say, like, hey, you did that, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and mm-hmm. it mattered. Sure. And he's like, for some reason, the way yeah. our animal is built,
2: yeah,
0: it just – So that's how I feel about Jesus. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm reading Richard Rohr. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get super excited Mm -hmm. when something that was damaging to me, even the the definition of sin, like that being, I think you and I both had the demerit system. We're just like, oh, look at all these reasons he's going to, this is Sparta me into a furnace.
1: Well, not just that, <laughs> but like I remember it being like, when we would take communion, I felt like the whole point was for you to really have a moment to dwell on what shitty thing you did or thought that week that made Jesus have to die. And wow. it's this bizarre thing of like, God had, God had a little boy. And he only had one. I don't know. Fertility problems? Who knows? But God had... He loves birth control. God had... (laughs) Sorry, Catholic. God God had a little boy. And he only had one. And he loved that little boy so much. Yeah. And you know what God had to do? Because you masturbated... God had to kill that little boy. And you're like, that is fucked up theology. It's not only
0: And kids have a rich imagination and relationships with things and ideas in a way that you and I don't. We go, TV's fake, movies fake. We know how to do that. But they don't. You tell me everything. Everything.
1: Everything. It's a big part of my book. I
0: I trust grownups. You told me that. I believe you.
1: Exactly. I killed Jesus. But the thing about that is that it's technically heresy actually because it's a it's a not a trinitarian idea of god and like there were these councils in the you know second third fourth century that were deciding what what is christianity what is sort of heresy and what's not heresy and they really decided on this the mystery of the trinity which richard writes about Mm -hmm. a lot but to go um like that god jesus isn't god's little boy it's not like god's in charge of the trinity and then there are these sub factors right, right, right. or some you know branch managers or something right right <laughs> you know?
0: like if you of complain to spirit jesus, and, jesus <laughs> and you really want to get it done you right. go can i speak to your manager
1: Exactly. That's- <laughs> and he gets god
0: <laughs> and don't even bother with the holy spirit we don't even know what he looks I, like I, I he's somewhere he's in you. he's in me <laughs> exactly. i don't know what's happening
1: absentee <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. um because the idea really is that that, that Jesus, Jesus is God. Jesus is the second member of the Trinity. And so, um, to me, Jesus was God going like, um, this is how I want to be known now. Like, stop projecting the worst parts of humanity in some very big way and saying that's me. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to yeah. slip into skin and I'm going to become known and rapidly dividing cells inside the womb of an insignificant peasant girl in Palestine who doesn't have anywhere to give birth, right? God's like, this is how I want to be known. And so anytime I have some like fucked up idea of God or some sort of fearful thing, I hold it up to what I know of Jesus, because I feel like Jesus was was God's self-revelation of who God is to humanity in a way we could maybe understand more. Right. And so <clears throat> um, I just hold it up against what I know about Jesus. And if my fearful, crazy idea of God doesn't hold up to what I know of how God chose to be made known, I just, I go with Jesus. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm simplistic that way, I think, actually.
0: But aren't aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I think we needed some help. I, I think I, when I was reading Richard's new book, the, the universal Christ, which is great. I was remembering, I, it wasn't his point, but somebody made the point that God, Jesus came to suffer and die as a way of saying, like, me too. Like, I'm a part totally, of this as well. Right. And he makes that point that, like, your suffering is is the Christ, not Jesus, but the Christ's suffering. Totally. Your sadness is the Christ's sadness. Right, right. It's all, it's a universal holiness and a universal sin right. happening all the time. It's not so individualized and ticks like little right. dangling chads right. on your punch card right. that you need to remedy. I, my friend Joe DeRosa, who's a stand-up, he, he has this hilarious bit where he's like, he's not spiritual. And he was like, my whole my whole life people told me you got to love Jesus. Why? And he goes, they go, because Jesus died for you. And he yells this. He goes, I didn't ask him to. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that is yeah, so totally. funny. Yeah, It's yeah. not a great thing to incur a debt from somebody. It's like someone being like, I dug... A huge ditch in your name.
1: Like, I didn't ask you <laughs> well, to. You what, now I'm in debt. Yeah. Well, it's um, so, I mean, it's penal substitutionary atonement is what it, the, the theological term for that is. And it's like either God as divine child abuser or that he God, killed his own. Son, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. God or God as cigar chomping loan shark demanding his pound of flesh. Yeah. Like both of those are both really disturbing but, views of God that that come from really bad theology. I
0: remember speaking <laughs> about theology, I had Christian friends that like really loved having moments where they were we were talking about suffering in the world mm-hmm. and they were like, "How can you have a problem with suffering? G- God sent Jesus, his only son to die." Like it was like a justification for like that's how God is, man. Right, right, <laughs> we were like, yeah. ah,
1: uh, creepy, creepy, weepy, yeah, Neepy yeah. But I do think the suffering thing is important in the way that, like, Richard was explaining that <clears throat> that the cross is is like going like that is God on the cross. Right. That's not God like having some strange. A flow chart of people's sins and how bad they are and someone has to pay them off and so it's got to be my little boy even though I love him so much. Right. That's God being like, I I won't even lift a finger to condemn my enemies. And I, like, I will, f- from the cross, even talk about forgiveness and saying, I'm going to yeah. take, I'm collecting... What an odd place to give all. a sermon about love. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, we don't <laughs> listen otherwise. We need a good visual. No, you know? I know. It's a great visual. But it's like, It's like God saying, "I'm going to collect all of your crap and all of your violence and all of your retribution—you know, desire for retribution and scapegoating. I'm going to collect all of it into my own body, and I'm going to respond with nothing but forgiveness and mercy." Which
0: it sounds like Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In those moments where it's like this, all this shit comes back, and we just bounce back. We alchemize it into love. Yeah, yeah. Like irrational love it's it's thoughtless in the in the beautiful way
1: yeah i mean the christianity is is a difficult thing not because it means you can't masturbate yeah. <laughs> it, 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 christianity is difficult but to be clear you can't i'm just kidding well <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what
0: if i meant the, it you, I know, a look in the headlights <laughs> uh, no but, i've had enough of that
1: but that um it christianity is difficult because grace is a really hard thing to understand or to even really accept and christianity is a difficult thing because it undermines all of our impulses not the impulse to masturbate but the impulse to like um To avenge uh, wrongs and our impulse to hate our enemies and our impulse to make ourselves first and to climb up above everyone else and all the shit we think that will make us happy, Jesus is like, oh, it's kind of the opposite. You know, if you want to actually find your life, you have to lose it. And so that inversion of the human will and human ego is where our salvation lies. And it's never our first impulse. That's why Christianity is difficult.
0: Right. I, the one of the conversations that changed my life was with Duncan Trussell and, and he and I were talking about, he kept yelling about how it's such a radical thing that he's like, he's saying you have to die. He's like, you have to die. Mm. It, like I, I actually have a pet peeve when I talk to a lot of um, atheists and stuff on the show and they're just like, look, I love Jesus. He's like a guy came and he was like, be nice and, and be good to each other. And I was like, That's not really what he's saying. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of be nice in there. There is the golden rule. (laughs) And there's love your enemy, which is a very radical thing that nobody had said before. Mm -hmm. Other than that, pretty much somebody taught me that most of what he said, other people had said at some point. Sure, sure. But he he was kind of the first to say love your enemy. That's what a teacher once told me. (laughs) Anyway, but... He's saying you have to die, and he's saying, like, I always quote, I didn't come to bring peace but a sword. He's coming to, like, fuck shit
1: up. Totally. He's coming to fuck shit up. So
0: who you think you are, and this is in Buddhism and Hinduism, it's in everything, is saying your small self, flesh, needs to fucking die. Exactly. It's in the way. And this is what Richard was saying. It's like the car you drive, your job, your gender, your sexuality is the fucking... Puppet show, yeah, and you're the right. guy working the puppet. Right. You fucking idiot. Exactly. So kill the puppet. If right. you want to come here, and it's not. Oh, well, I'm just right. preaching now. No, no, but it's not no just, I know. It's not 30 minutes. It's not an hour on Sunday.
1: It's death. Right. And then he what do we he was saying? What do we turn <laughs> it into? A reward and punishment program instead. The worst
0: thing ever. Which
1: is the which brings out the worst in human beings. That's right. It we absolutely does. Into
0: tribalism does. and right. nationalism and clan right. and belonging and right. in versus out and us versus them, yeah. which was never the point. You're right. You're one of the many that points out who Jesus was hanging out with and and we just we just ignore so much right. of what he was doing yeah. not not to mention what he was saying yeah, and, right. uh, and 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 that that brings us back to the true love waits bible which mm-hmm. the part that i i took it out of my book but i was like there's so few passages about waiting until being married <laughs> totally. and they made the true love waits Bible, because they couldn't make the don't touch yourself. Bible.
2: <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? It wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell. And if you look at the map on the back, you know, India looks too much like a vulva.
2: You know what I mean? It's a
0: little too erotic yeah. to put that in your head yeah. with a color map in the back. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Totally. I, I know you know this. Yeah. I'm just we, we just lost it so hard. So tell tell the people a little bit about you. Um, you did stand-up, which obviously is something we, we should talk about, because I do stand-up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I should. mean, I... Um, you don't care. Well, no, I'm you over just, it. It's, uh, I didn't... <laughs> there Who cares? Are, there are very few things in my life, Boring in my question. story, in my career that i meant to do. Yeah. Uh, my my life has been a series of me going, yeah, Okay. Okay. Like when people asked me to do things or suggested I should do stuff. So I didn't vision board it with my girlfriends on New Year's Day. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah, no so, uh, but what same with stand do you mean? Stand-up. stand-up just fell in your lap? Yeah, totally it did. And I was in this like crazy feminist performance art group called Vox Femina in the late um, 80s, early 90s. And one of them said, you know, you tell funny stories at the next show, you should just get up and tell funny stories. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And then someone's like, Oh, you're basically doing stand up. And then I had just gotten sober. And this, uh, there was a woman who took me in uh, when I had nowhere to live. She was a lawyer. And her name was Suzanne Lynch. And uh, her son is John Carroll Lynch, actually, the character actor. But um, I, I he's in know. everything. He, oh. he was the husband in Fargo of the woman cop who was pregnant. Oh, yeah, fine. he's in everything. You mean the TV show? No, no, the movie. The
0: real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the,
1: anyway, the, whatever. Yeah. So there's, um, a, no, there's a TV show
0: so similar. Oh, her daughter, oh,
1: yeah. uh, Nora, was a stand up comic. And she goes, You know, Nora and Phil Pallisall, her husband, are stand up comics. And she was like, Hey, you should meet them. And they got me to they got they worked with me a little bit and they got me on open mic and I was I was on the list in the comedy works sort of emceeing within maybe six weeks of doing an open mic. So oh. then um so it was pretty and then I was just sort of adopted by these headliners who would get you open for Yeah. Them? And um and I, there was a Monday night poker game that we would all, you know, comedy clubs are closed on Mondays, and, yeah. and uh, but my call to quote call to ministry happened in a comedy club because uh, my friend PJ was in my uh, he was a member of my AA meeting, but he was also a comic. I there was this my home group when I got sober there were probably five comics in the group and it was just dark as fuck. And it was amazing. It was the best AA meeting ever. And home group is an AA. Term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My home, my, the one I went to every week uh-huh. and we would have a, a, a poker game on Monday nights. And it was just this fun scene I was in, but uh, PJ um, ended up uh, sadly uh, ended up dying by suicide. And, um, And when he died, now this is before I was in seminary or anything, right? But when he died, everybody looked around and they were like, well, Nadia, you can do the funeral, right? I was just literally, which I'm sure you are sometimes, the only religious person in my friend group. Mm. So they were like, well, you could do it. right?" And I was like, okay. And it was at the Comedy Works in downtown Denver. It was packed. He was an academic as well. And I looked out and it was a sea of like, of comics who were trying to not show any emotion, right? And <laughs> um, academics and queers and recovering I didn't ask alcoholics, him no! exactly, you know, exactly. Comics, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and recovering alcoholics, and it was packed. And I was giving his eulogy, and I look out and I go, "Well, shit, these people don't have a pastor." And then I went, "Oh fuck, I think I'm their I think I'm
0: supposed to be their pastor." Yeah. So did that, they want a pastor?
1: Well, yeah. I think it was more a sense of like. In this moment, they needed a pastor. That's what they wanted. They wanted somebody to stand up and say the things. In moments of contraction, we do reach for religion, even if we aren't practicing, you know? And so I just thought, there's this whole cultural context that doesn't have a pastor, because they have to culturally commute from who they are to who any kind of church is. And they're not, I'm not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so that's where I kind of thought, oh, I feel like maybe I'm called to be a pastor to my people and to do it as myself, to not, not take on the persona of a pastor, you know?
0: And that's what your, your church is.
1: Yeah. I'm not there anymore. You're not there anymore? No, I handed it off in July. Oh, really? To the next Wait, sort so of generation. Wait, so recently. Yeah, it is. I'm, How I'm, was that? Was I'm that grieving. sad? I'm grieving. Yeah. Well i mean i i left while they still loved me so that Go felt like a great top. victory <laughs> yeah. yeah better to leave a month my, too early than one day too late right? right yeah my
0: show just ended i was like but we ended everybody was like that was your best season and i had that same feeling where that's i was right. like ha yes always leave before you've overstayed Ooh, correct good for you and See, you're the, still a show woman
1: in in the <laughs> in the i didn't want it to have founder syndrome which is a real thing, you know? What is founder syndrome? It's just where... It's like what happens uh, Usually every cult? with entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, cults. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: With, oh, I don't uh, mean you're a cult. With, I just mean most cults get corrupt because the they founder, go on too It's long. all about
1: the charismatic <laughs> yes, yes. founder, right? Yeah. But it happens with startups as well, where the, everybody gathers around the sort of charismatic leader, entrepreneur's vision, yeah. and that's what sort of gathers them, and they're so excited. But as it becomes organized and as it sort of succeeds and grows... If that is the person who remains in charge, it can be to the peril of the organization because sure. the person to start something is rarely the same person that's the right person to maintain it. Yeah. So I started talking about leaving the first year of the church when there were like 12 <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Like I just because I didn't I didn't want to mess it up. That's like Jesus. <laughs> Although the, pa- the Passion
0: Prophecies, <laughs> you and I, as biblical scholars know, were probably added later.
1: Yeah, you think? <laughs> <Just, laughs> revisionist history
0: in Scripture. But uh, yeah. for those of you who didn't go to Bible college, that's Jesus co- kept saying, like, I'm going to be betrayed and... Cru- like, not right. crucified, but right, I'm going to right. be killed, basically. Yeah, and, and rise in three the, days. called the Passion Prophecies.
1: Well, the funny thing is they were like, they would never... You would think if they were adding it in, they'd make themselves look better, you know, because they yeah. kept going. He'd be like, and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about, by the way, who's going to be the greatest? Like, they didn't get it. They were like, we, right. or or they're like, never. Peter's the best, though. Peter, My in, re- like- in response to everything, Peter's like, never, Lord, I'll never leave your side. I'll always be with first. you. Everyone else are fuckers, but I'm with yeah, you, you yeah. know, and and he like betrayed him. Right away. Right away. Right away. It took like nothing. No, I know. That's why I love old Petey Pants. <laughs> oh, my God. Founder of the I, church. Yeah, the rock. I'm like, I think there was a misprint. I think it's like, here is Peter, dumb as a rock, on uh, whom I'll found my church. Uh, <laughs> and that's our legacy like to this day. That's my name.
0: Yeah. I'm dumb as a rock. Dumb as a
1: rock. And he falls in the water.
0: My heart goes out to Pete. Totally. Old Petey cuz he wants to believe so bad. He's he's, he's sort earnest. of he's the he's you know uh, the newly converted the passion yeah, of the newly converted. Yeah. Even when I was in high school, yeah. like an old person, somebody would find the Lord late, yeah. like yeah. 17, yeah. and they <laughs> 17. were like why aren't we telling everyone? Right. And I was like yeah. I was just talking to somebody about this where my sometimes we have to look <clears throat> Okay, so I'm going to tie it into crashing crashing ended and when we were shooting the last episode, we kept, I kept accidentally calling it the series finale. Which obviously was the season finale, not the series finale, but I kept calling it the series finale. Just as a slip? Or trying to be funny? No, 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 I kept slipping. Uh And Rob, our friend Rob Bell, was like, that's the truth. That's how the truth comes out. So Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in the fact that sometimes our behavior Mm. or these slips Mm. are how truth kicks out. And Mm. I'm going to bring this back to you. When I was, I, I blame, I blame, I pinpoint the loss of my faith on when my wife left me. So there's mm-hmm. sex baked in there. Mm-hmm. So she leaves me for this other guy. And then I lose my faith. But the truth is, as I was having doubts, yeah. it was just, I was allowed to have those doubts without fear that God was watching hmm.
2: when my wife
0: left. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, what do I have to lose? <laughs> right. God isn't offering me the protection plan that I thought. Right. But then I started looking back on my life. And then when you looked at my life as a Christian, even when I was. Leading the Bible studies and like you know really into it, like super into it, like Peter, Mm. uh, the you know the disciple. My behavior betrayed my beliefs Mm. because I had so many friends that I believed were going to hell Mm. if they if they asked me, you know what I mean, or if Mm. if it ever got to that. But I never ever felt naturally compelled. Sometimes I would out of Mm. guilt to witness to anybody, and that's one that's like calling it the serious finale. I was intellectually trying, yeah. and that means just thinking and occasionally rethinking mm-hmm. my friend Jack's going to hell, mm-hmm. and rethinking that, and that, that's what I thought
1: a belief was. But my behavior <laughs> believed something else. It totally did. Because we were just hanging out. It's such a weird thing, because when I remember when my experience of actual reality... Would contradict what I was told to believe in church. Things got wobbly, yeah, right, because like they were like, "Oh, um, homosexuality is a sin. Gay people are going. You know, you shouldn't even be exposed to it. It's very dangerous lifestyle." And then we were always everything was contagious, by the way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Even
0: divorce was contagious. None of my Christian friends want to talk to you after you get divorced. Yeah, keep going.
1: Well, so then the my in high school. I had these gay friends who loved me more than anyone did. Like they thought I was fabulous and no one else did. And they loved me. And then that love sort of was made everything wobbly because now I go, well, what do I do? Do I trust my experience? See, this is to me the most pernicious thing in conservative religion is they tell you, you can't trust yourself. Mm. And, And they aren't talking about your ego. Right, they aren't. They're talking about your instincts, that's your right. drives, that's right. your desires, that's right. your thoughts, right. your feelings. You can't try You have to trust the word. You have to trust what we're telling you. You have to make a
0: river you. go the other way,
1: basically. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: You can't. You can't flow. You can't say like, "Of course, I'm horny. I'm 15." <laughs>
1: exactly. You have to right. go.
0: I'm going to make this river go another way. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then that's faith. And yeah, I'm like shit. Yeah, faith is something that just happens to you it's i just have never thought it was something you strive for i mean look frank frank schaefer has this line he said in an in a, in interview with terry gross on fresh air that will always make me hate him because i wish i said it <laughs> Which Thank you is, for that honesty free, yeah.
2: <laughs> frank, that's
0: why i say the only compliment a comedian can give another is <laughs> real jealousy yeah, that you just made me very jealous. That's of right. You. That's right. And I, I've gotten that compliment. I've given that yeah. compliment. Okay, so and I we t- appreciate.
1: Sidetrack. Here's the thing that that comedy taught me is it's about like real stand-up is about economy of language, and that um, what people don't know is if a comic is going to compliment another comic when they're not in their presence, which is rare as we know. Mm. But if they are, they say, "Hey, have you seen so and so's act?" And they say yes or no, and you go, "They're a great writer." <laughs> right. Wait, what That's do you the help compliment. me? I'm, just That's, that they're a good writer, yes. like. But what, what people, is your point? That okay they'll... is that what I learned from stand-up in terms of how it affected me as a preacher? Hmm. Is that? Oh, um, you're
0: saying the real compliment is that they're a great writer.
1: People don't realize that comedy, stand-up comedy, is about writing. Yeah, it is about language. It's about yeah. word choice. I mean, it's also about timing, obviously. But, but. Comics compliment other comics by saying their, they're they're a really writing. good writer, yeah. right? That's right. And so, what I learned, like my my sermons are fifteen hundred words. That's it, and it takes me fifteen to twenty hours to write them. Oh, right? Wow. Yeah. So that's what I learned. So that's a side side note. Um, okay, no, Frank, I love that. Frank Schaefer. He was Francis Schaefer was his father. He wrote the um, "How Shall We Then Live," and he did the whole video series about abortion. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, he had Francis Schaefer was this was big conservative Christian figure, and his son Frank, Frankie, Frankie, in in a (laughs) um, in an interview with Terry Gross, she goes, "But you're," he had this crazy upbringing, and she goes, "But you still." You still are Christian. You still consider yourself Christian, and he converted to Orthodoxy. But he goes, yeah. And she goes, how How are you still in that? And he goes, Look, if what I wanted more than anything in the world was to be an atheist, all I'd know to do is to just pray to God to make me one.
0: Wow, I love that.
1: That's me. Yeah, I can't not. It's just it's, in. You. I just can't. No, I, yeah. It's just in me. I can't not. Yeah. I would be something other than like cooler than Christian if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I cannot pull. It's that the way your off. river flows. That's the way my river. But that's flows. why I say I have psychological
0: ties. Psycho, maybe that's just a cheap way of saying yeah. it's just the way I lean. Yeah. People ask me what I am now, and I just say I'm a, a Christ-leaning <laughs> spiritual seeker. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just like it. Right. It right. just does it for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wh- I do know why. I don't know fully why, but I really enjoy it. Even though I can appreciate where I get it from other places, sure. It still feels nice. To be with my my homeboy.
1: If I if I hear <laughs> an old hymn, I just it's all yeah. right back, right? Yeah, in a beautiful way. Right. And I, you know, I don't have a church right now. It just sucks. I'm. It's been hard. But when I'm on the road, I go to church when I can. Interesting. And I it was All Saints uh, All Saints, which is in the middle of the week. It's November first, and I was in New York City. I went to St. Bart's. There was a noon Eucharist, and yeah, there's maybe eight people in there, and um. I forgot that the reading on All Saints was the raising of Lazarus story, and I have a tattoo of the raising of Lazarus, but um, she just read, and I've preached on that text so many times, and hearing that whole story read out loud, I honest to God, started crying because yeah. it's so beautiful. So the thing about Jesus and the gospel and that the gospel story, it is the most true thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like The factuality of it does not matter to me one way or the other. I'm right there with it's you. It's the most true thing I've ever heard.
0: You're really missing the point if yeah. you're like, but did that really happen?
1: Yeah. Well, people are like, well, was Jesus really born of a virgin? Like, was is it a fact? Like, she was a medical virgin? I'm like, oh, is it a fact? I have no idea. Is it true? It's absolutely true.
0: Yeah. Right. The factuality of it. It's the that? way to convey something that you can't really, there's some it's truth. ineffable.
1: There's a. That's right. There's a truth there. Right. So, well, the, well, how else, are,
0: <sighs> I, I write this in my book, I'm like, how else are we going to talk about God directly? Have you ever done psychedelics?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: How are you going to talk about that? Right. Directly? <laughs> right. And that's what was so valuable yeah, about that to yeah. me. It gave me an ineffable experience. That's right. And right. then I was like, oh, that's why you go. He was born of a virgin. Right. I asked Rob, I said, is the Bible a myth or is it literally true? And he said, Yes. yes. Which I think is, the, and that's third way thinking. Exactly. And that is the type of thinking, it's Mm non-dual and you need to be in that place Mm -hmm. to even get as close as Mm -hmm. our brains can get to being there, which is really silence. What is that quote? Mm -hmm. The silence is the language of God. Everything else is a poor translation. Yeah. And also, the thing
1: I talked about it with, um, with Rich Roll was, When you're raised in that dualistic thinking, like if you're raised fundamentalist or really conservative in some way, it's this dualism that it gives you these, you have two containers, everything can fit into two containers. It's either good or bad, saved or lost, assert them, black and white, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, everything is either or. And so when I, you can take Uh, the girl out of fundamentalism, but you can't take fundamentalism out of the girl. Mm. And so when I left the Church of Christ, I just went into like crazy, radical leftist politics, Mm. and it was the same mental construct of you're either right or wrong, good or bad, you're with us or you're against us. It was very dualistic. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized I did not actually escape my fundamentalist upbringing or, or really heal from it or have freedom from it until this is ironic but until i could look back on my conservative upbringing and not view it dualistically Mm. when i could when i was able to look back and go oh there were some beautiful things about it and that didn't feel like a betrayal of the part of me it hurt yeah then i was free
0: right isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. by the way sidebar just because we're We enjoy Bible stuff. I think it's in Luke, Jesus says, if they're not with us, they're against us. Mm -hmm. And then later he says, if they're not against us, they're with us. (laughs) So I used to think, and my friends more would be like, the Bible contradicts itself. And I was like, yeah, why does it do that?
1: Uh, Because we should be thinking non-dualistic about it. (laughs)
0: Like like you said, if they're going to make it up, You think they would have cleaned that up, you know what I mean? If that was the point, Mm. or is the, why have four versions of the same story different ways if the point isn't journalistic integrity? we
1: can check our ego about the whole thing. That's right. That's why.
0: It's going like, I know, I know you'd like to know, you know. Exactly. I'd like to know, know that you know, and know that you know that you know. Yep. But yep. fuck you. Yeah, totally. It's a big fuck you. There's right. four versions of the <laughs> yep. same story, right. and they're different. Yeah, and our Western rational, Greek logic loving right. brains goes, go the Bible. Wrong.
1: The Bible's very clear on X. I'm like, have you read
0: it? Yeah it is not and have you read the reddit about it (laughs) (laughs) have you read reddit (laughs) read the read it uh
1: well and then back to the thing about the the incarnation about christianity being so incredibly sensual actually Mm. and incarnate
0: is that well even you saying taking communion i was like you kneel and they put it in your mouth
1: oh totally all of it is so sensual it's very sensual and and that, um, you know, there's, there is, the, there are people who are really into like the Jesus seminar, like about the historical Jesus and right. what, what can we as, as historians know for sure that he actually did or said, and right. I'm like, that is a terrible place to get your Christology. I have no interest in that That's project. What the, deists
0: did. the founding fathers did that. Yeah, they made a gospel that took all the miracles right. out that's and they right. were like he all, definitely said it or he maybe right. said it all
1: the juicy shit this is the cost of the enlightenment really when it comes down to yes. it but um, it, it robs us of enchantment but uh, it gave us penicillin so it's a payoff right <laughs> that's, that was something I
0: deleted from my book I was like look this gave us bridges and exactly. p- and vaccines that's right and I'm grateful for it but, but it also this
1: is the that but fundamentalism didn't exist before the enlightenment it was a response to it it was saying like look if we 've elevated human reason to the point that the only the only way to know truth is by verifiable fact in the scientific method, therefore it must scientifically have been a seven day creation right that 's where literalism came that's right. from
0: that's right your creation museum is missing the point
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right but but so with the fleshy stuff is that a lot of people are like. Who are into that more highly rational jesus historic Jesus thing is they're like, well, it wasn't that he was raised from the dead, it was that his God consciousness was so strong that it it felt to his believers like he was still there mm-hmm. I'm like, well see that's weird because like why would they write that story at the end where they're he's grilling fish on the beach for breakfast, and they're like, remember when the resurrected christ uh, grilled fish on the beach one morning. Mm-hmm. Man, the The memory of that guy makes a delicious breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you're eating a literal <laughs> breakfast. It's funny, though. I sort of lean
0: more towards the... I, I, I have a feeling we agree about this, too. Mm-hmm. The story is clear that he's there in body. Yeah, you know right. and We're touching him. Yes. And the resurrection is a, a very important to the story. Mm-hmm. But I came from that place where it was like, if he didn't raise from the dead, what are we worshiping? And I, I think mm-hmm. that's sort of missing the point. Because I like the Joseph Campbell... It's in this is in my book about like mm. if it is a metaphor that he died and rose again, mm. you can do that as well. Like I'm going to sure, die and I sure, won't sure. be back. Right. I'm just a spoiler. Right. I'm not coming back. Mm. But like I can before I'm dead die to myself, which goes back to you what can Jesus can experience keeps...
1: death and resurrection. That's, right. That's the main metaphor of the whole thing. That's right. But I like the body at the end. I like there being an actual wounded body. I'm totally it just open to fucks it. Fucks everything up in right. that way. Like and because then what does it say about our bodies and and carrying our wounds i mean there's that beautiful thing where he's like peace be with you and then he shows them the the wounds in his hands and his side and then he's like do you guys have got any snacks yeah he's hungry
0: (laughs) rob has that joke where he goes because dying and raising again makes you hungry yeah yeah takes a lot out of you yeah yeah so you have want some food yeah but there he is again doing something that's also this is why um when people talk about what they eat People get very offended or sensitive is because even that is kind of sensual. What you're eating is sensual. Yeah, I Val thinks I'm weird. This is one of the uh, what's pitfalls of being married to me. Is I'll watch Great British Bake Off. Have oh, you I watched love that? that show? And so I won't. Much. I stopped after a while, but I wouldn't stop talking about how baked goods have psychological ties to parents. Totally, and and milk has ties to breast milk. Absolutely, and when my baby spits up on me and it smells like milk, I'm yeah, just like, this totally. is why baked goods are like comfort things. And now there's that Amy Sedaris post yeah. around town where she has two pastry bags over her breasts and she's squeezing them onto a cake, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny and disturbing because that's right. Like, because that's there's the human experience about milk being yeah, our first right, food, right, and then it's right, being baked into right, sweets, right. and not always, but often, given to us by our mothers and you know tra- traditional patriarchy. But, but we kind have of thing. such
1: a complicated—I um, don't know if you got to the chapter I wrote about food and pornography. No, no. So that we have a complicated relationship to pleasure. Yeah. And so I remember watching my grandmother scoot uh, a little stool up to and reach to the top of the refrigerator and get this box down and unwrap these little square cellophane and it looked like a box of caramels and I just had that sting of betrayal that my grandma was not sharing candy with me. And my mom's like, "Oh, it's not it's not candy. It's um those are dietary um Aids. So there it's it was an appetite suppressant and uh, but it looked Aren't like caramels as well. <laughs> <laughs> valid. Valid. But um, but it was um it was a product that was quickly um, bro- taken off the market. Uh, you'll understand when I tell you it's called AIDS dietary candies. Whoa. So you can still see the commercials on YouTube where they're oh, like, I have get seen thin them. with AIDS. Get thin with AIDS. Yeah, like, Yikes. Yeah. So they were taken off the market. But the active ingredient in these little dietary candies was benzocaine. So it looked like candy, tasted like gel. So it, it literally numbed your taste buds.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So... Rather, the lure of actual, the pleasure of actual, like a chastity belt for you. Correct. I called it the clitorectomy of food. (laughs) But they took that line out of my book. (laughs) No.
0: But which um, publisher are we mad at?
1: Random. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's a little random. (laughs) So, but but that you know, our relationship to pleasure is complicated. Yeah. And uh, and we fall too far off one end of like of of. like restriction or indulgence to really quickly right. and and that but that uh also like erotic imagery um the fact that we our bodies are stimulated by seeing uh, erotic images that's actually an empathic response that's empathy, actually.
0: That's interesting. You, you know, mean when, when you're looking at other people having sex, that's right. you're involved. It's an, it's
1: an empathic response.
0: I've actually sort of had that feeling where I'm like, this is weird. There's like a weird merging happening yeah, here. Yeah, it,
1: it, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, that our bodies have a reaction to it, and that we have produced erotic images since we could scratch them inside caves, I'm pretty sure, right? right, so, right. But here, it, just like we've eaten sweets since the beginning of time, but... Before what sweets were was like honey, dried fruit. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with sweets. There's nothing wrong with the fact that our bodies are stimulated by, by um, erotic images. But what we have now that we didn't have before is um, like
0: endless supplies, Slurpees, of
1: them. and Pornhub. Right. right? So right. W- the 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 issue to me is that I think that that. It, These things have never been more readily available and more condensed in form.
0: It went from a squirt gun to a fire hose.
1: Correct. Yeah. And so, how do we appreciate the sweetness of an apple if we just ate, drank 32 ounces of Mountain Dew? You can't, right? Right. How do you appreciate the beauty and sexiness of your middle aged spouse's body when you just, you know, watched? edward penis hands or whatever right right, <laughs> you know, right. great well,
0: movie yeah.
1: vincent <laughs> <Or> price cameo <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know it's dreamed you know these nubile people having this crazy sex right no you're right you're burning out your yeah, brain basically right right right. Yeah. so it's just we're not really equipped for it so yeah it, to me it's not like this sort of moral thing it's more Isn't that, that fun it's just when it, you see
0: that they're like ancient wisdom actually was Sort of accommodating a future that it couldn't possibly have known. Never. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never.
1: And, I, s- and yeah. so, what do you do? So, I think, I, like, I, um, so some of the people I interviewed for my book in my congregation consider themselves porn addicts. Now, I, I find it interesting that I've not met many people who consider themselves porn addicts who weren't raised evangelicals. So yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a porn addict
2: before <laughs> totally, it
1: was because, a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I
0: probably looked at porn once every two weeks. Exactly. But I was That's addicted. Right. I couldn't stop. Yeah. Too. But it. I, I likened it to, a, is it a speedball? <clears throat> Heroin and cocaine. Correct. Yeah. The cocaine was drinking off to porn which back in the day was was a big thing mm. and then the heroine, the downer was confessing to god and doing like a shame scrub sure, sure, and then i'm embarrassed okay. to admit this but i'd i'd confess to my wife as well which is the most christian thing you've ever of heard course, in your life isn't yeah. it like you have to be like i want to tell you this mm. because we're raised to confess to god and then mm. it's almost um it's almost erotic as well yeah, to be right. like sure. i'm going to tell mommy my mommy sure. wife i'm going to tell yeah, mommy wife a, that i was a, a, a brain bad boy. chemistry
1: bump from that you know Yes. And yeah so that's I mean, why sometimes
0: with Val, I'll be like, sorry, I didn't want to have sex last night, but I had jerked off like 20 minutes before you made eyes at me. <laughs> yeah. And I always say like, "I," and I'll usually wait till the next day. If I yeah. have that impulse, I'll be like, I want you to, to know that I'm telling you this because I don't like having secrets from you. But there's no little boy that's like, I'm telling you that I was
2: bad. Right, exactly. Like,
0: and I mean it. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you like, as a grown ass right, person. Right, right. That's why, because I don't want you to think that I don't want you. Right. But I picked a bad time to to drop off my hormones. Sure, 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 right, right. (laughs) I thought we were going to bed.
1: Right, right. right. And I had some distracting thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I
0: banged it out, and then you're touching me in that way, and I go, sorry, and and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I also don't want you to think that I'm regressing to my Christian self. Yeah.
1: But I just, like... I I do I would ask people when they would come to me and go I just as, you, as my pastor I want you to know that I'm I'm, a, I'm I struggle with por- pornography addiction I would just say tell me more about that like is yeah. it that you have such compulsive behavior around consuming pornography that it's really negatively affecting your life sometimes that's true yeah. I said or are you so filled with shame about the fact that you're turned on by pornography and like to consume it, that uh, because of your religious upbringing, because as your pastor, I'm more concerned with the effect of the shame. Because what I found is that the shame is the thing that drives the compulsivity.
0: I, Nadia, friends for life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you, Oscar Wilde, as soon as I said, Pete, Mm -hmm. i write about it in my book right when i was a kid i kept a playboy in the lining of an antique chair that my grandmother owned in my bedroom and i would get up very ritualistic and get it i this is pre-masturbation i would just Mm -hmm. look at it and then i'd hide it and that's what i was doing with my sexuality it was it was the interior world made large writ large i would hide it and then when i healed myself i bought it on ebay and i put it on my coffee table I said, oh I find wow. this erotic. It's a Playboy, by That's the way. Amazing. I would it's so mild. No,
1: it's so beautiful. But <laughs> you
0: talk about symbols, yeah, exactly. right? So I was trying to tell myself, we're exactly. not doing that anymore. Right. Of course I'm turned on by this. This is this is sexy to me. And your body's wired to And you. then I, yeah. I and then it became what it
1: is, mm-hmm.
2: which
0: are flat images that arouse mm-hmm. me. Right. And they stopped being the drug. It right. stopped That's being exactly like right. yeah. oh God can <laughs> see. But it's it's the pastor having the affair. I go, mm. I'm risking hellfire for this yeah, moment right. of pleasure. That, there's
1: nothing sexier than that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was like,
0: that's yeah. how bad I want this. And then I would, and then the mm. the pen the penitence or whatever mm. afterwards was all part of the drug as well. Well, you know,
1: in ten years of pastoring House for All Sinners and Saints, where we never once told somebody what they should or shouldn't be doing with their junk, um, how oddly odd. oddly, I, like there, how nobody odd. nobody was sexually <laughs> acting out. Like there was no scandal in the am church. I, am I? <laughs>
0: Gordon College, every year uh, a couple got pregnant and got married.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Four couples in the four years that I was there, people I knew. It's only fifteen hundred kids. Mm. That's a pretty good group pretty good crazy statistic. Not good. Because we were weren't given condoms and we were told not to have sex. And I was I was one of the kids I was like, I'm not gonna have sex anyway. Mm. But then the kids that were having sex didn't have birth control because it was too shameful. Well that
1: would be planning to sin. Exactly. That's premeditated sin. It's exactly. And in the court of God, it's worse. It's worse. (laughs) You get a harsher sentence if it's premeditated. Exactly. But we what believe it, that. What it actually is, is aggravated.
0: Yes, it's aggravated Do you it's, know aggravated what I mean? sex. it's
1: aggravated by the shame and that's the teachings. Right.
0: And that's what made it, I think you could just put me in a, a CAT scan and go, the areas of his brain that are lit up when he does this have so much more to do with shame Correct. and guilt. Yeah. And some sort of weird ritual exercising yeah. of feelings. Again, sorry to keep saying I wrote about this in the book, but I didn't like masturbating. <laughs> I liked not being horny. You know what I mean? Interesting. And now I try and actually enjoy, if I'm going to do it, just enjoy it, as opposed to putting water on the fire, which is how I saw it for so much of my life.
1: Well, shame, man. If we could harness that as an energy source, it could replace fossil fuels, I
0: think. (laughs) (laughs) Just Utah alone.
1: Yeah, just Utah. Just Utah (laughs)
0: could get most of the country.
1: Wind farms of shame.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I love what you said. I had this real weird epiphany with porn where i was i was noticing that part of the enjoyment is considering what it must feel like for the woman so there was almost this like gender neutralizing mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. if people are being honest mm-hmm. when they look at porn like i I had friends who's like i like big dicks and i was like why yeah
1: right because that right. must
0: feel different for the woman sure, right sure. so you're almost having right. i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves yeah, and say it's like yeah. a mystical thing but there's right. almost like a dissolving of who you are mm-hmm. and you're the woman mm-hmm. and you're the big dick and right. you're the guy sure, sure. you know right. It, right. It, it's it, it's something that you would experience on mushrooms you'd be like i was everyone <laughs> and your dick believes it
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's like i am everyone and
0: that's why it's so exciting for him
1: yeah i mean i think with w- both with food and with sex that the restriction and compulsion cycle is is real and yeah it's in it ha- we don't have a decent like theology of se- of um of pleasure in a yeah way, you know in a way that i think could be really helpful for people
0: yeah that, that's really interesting playboys on my coffee table noted <laughs> going back to what you said about like you can take the fundamentalism you can't take the fundamental yeah. fundamentalism out of the girl Richard Rohr was talking about. He had, I'm going down a real roar hole back. Well, <laughs> uh,
1: dirty ooh,
0: as fuck. <laughs> going right down that roar hole. But I was um, <laughs> sure. Let's just own it, and I'm, enjoy- I'm loving it. <laughs> but I was telling you that YouTube is such a great resource, right? So all these things that back in the day maybe you'd have to like scour, yeah. like Gandalf with the pipe, you'd have to look at old scrolls to mm-hmm. find what a Franciscan friar had to think about mm-hmm. these things. But I, I, I could find all all this stuff, and he was mm-hmm. talking about. You might be watching me and he's like, and you might be, you're judging me. You're agreeing with me or you're disagreeing with Mm -hmm. me or you like my voice or you don't like my voice or you wish I would wrap it up or you think I should go longer or you don't like that I'm bald or you like that I'm bald. And he was like, how you do this, how you listen to me is how you do everything. And And he goes, I know it sounds like I'm being redundant but how you do it is how you do it. So Val and I went to brunch Mm -hmm. before this and we were talking about that. And I was like, how I do brunch is how I do everything. If I'm going, you know, this this was better last time we had it or it's Mm -hmm. taking a while Mm -hmm. or that table next to me is talking too loud. Mm -hmm. It's all here and now. Like Mm -hmm. this is not that far out. It's just Mm -hmm. like how you do one thing is how you do everything. That'll change the way you brush your teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You realize yeah. that every opportunity mm-hmm. is vital and alive and sexy and juicy and electric. And it's not
1: well, because the it's pre- not a nothing. The present moment is the only thing that is real. Right. It's the only thing that's actually happening is the moment that you're in. Yep. And how often do we... Spend our present moments thinking about what's gonna happen or thinking about what has happened. I mean, that's the just basics, that's spirituality 101 in almost every tradition.
0: That's right. But when we said, when Jesus said, don't judge, Mm. we were all like, well, I might have had an affair, but don't judge me or whatever. But really, it's like, (laughs) don't even judge anything. Yeah, there's a quality to that. When he was like,
1: consider the lilies of the field, you know, don't worry about what you're going to... That's right. ...what's going to happen, you know? And um, consider the birds of the air, you know? They neither, neither toil nor reap, and God takes care of them. And, right. And I always heard that as Jesus going, literally, birds are better at this than you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And going... Like, bird brain is supposed to be like an insult, but he's like, no, 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 be yeah. more like that. Right. ego Yeah, yeah, right. Just in the
0: moment. Which is hard. Well, like, but- has that thing where if you asked an eagle what time it was, he'd be like, What?
1: Right. <laughs> if you could understand, yeah, you. right? Exactly. Like, what are you?
0: What are you talking about? And that's gorgeous. And there's that's Jesus beautiful. doing the same thing, right? Saying the same thing.
1: Yeah. But also the thing about, uh, also I think when Richard was like, whatever you're thinking about me or this or what you want to happen, all of that is information about you. Yeah. When you're doing it, and this is when you're a public person, and I'm sure you've a you've pee-pee. experienced that. <laughs> I'm a pee-pee. Um, people have lots of opinions about you right yeah. I mean I I have uh, you know the Blaze and the Federalist, the American Conservative, the uh, you know the Gospel Coalition wrote a piece against me a few days ago. Like people have strong opinions about me, right. but I. Um, well, you're making
0: a lot of faces that aren't very godly, <laughs> that aren't very feminine, and you're not very feminine. <laughs> and I'm not very feminine. I'm sorry. I mean,
1: even with the long red nails and and, and lipstick, it's you are hardly, feminine. Do you want, want to be feminine? Yeah, you're feminine. No, I'm I'm yeah. like what I am. Like we, I unapologetically, just that, Yeah, yeah. But we yeah. mean in the way that
0: you were told when to be. when I was be, told to be. No, fuck, listen. No. To boys no, and no, no. shut up and don't chew gum yeah
1: i'm like mm, then why am i smarter than my male sunday school teacher <laughs> yeah anyway uh
0: um, because so- he's just a volunteer <laughs> isn't that helpful to look back and go that was just a guilt-ridden volunteer oh, yeah. that was Jeez. like maybe doing their best may- doing be their good. it's like our parents we good. just have to go they were doing their best <sighs> it's humbling <laughs> If but no, you know what? They didn't have the keys to the universe. They were just doing they were their just best,
1: showing up and trying to be good. Yeah. But the but the, the thing is, is um, self differentiation is my spiritual practice right now, <laughs> in the sense of like both my like, for lack of a better word, my fans and my detractors are passionate groups of people mm. who are equally distant from the truth. Mm. And neither of which are particularly healthy sources of information about myself to myself.
0: Right, you can't pick up either.
1: No, yeah. you can't. Like it's toxic. Actually, right. the praise and the criticism; those are both things that are just toxic for me to take in. So I'm I'm actually privy to very little of it. I don't read it. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I have people who are close to me, and they're my sources, you know, of about myself that right. I can kind of judge. Are you
0: that way on Instagram. social media? Are you yeah, trying? I mean,
1: I I don't engage much. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I really less and less actually. And then my I, show
0: got canceled. and I took Instagram off my phone because I was like, I don't have to. Because it was something. You were it was always something do. I was supposed to be, not supposed to be, but you know, it was part of my job to be posting. And yeah. I was like, I can do what I need to do on Instagram from my computer. Yeah, which people don't even know you can do, by the way. But Instagram. Is a website yeah. <laughs> That's a button that takes it's, you to a website It's not a thing
1: <laughs> on my phone I thought my phone did it.
0: <laughs> I have a bit, maybe you'd like I, I've been doing it. Uh, I've only done it once actually, but it really worked the first time. So I was like, when I look at Instagram, or I say to the crowd, I'm like, when you look at Instagram, it feels so alive and vital, and you're like, oh my god, I can see. There's a Leaning Tower of Pisa. There's my friend Dan at a wedding, and it feels so real and yeah, good. And yeah. you're, oh look, I'm connected. Like technology's right. connecting us. It's great. Right. And I'm liking things, and I'm getting feedback, and people are liking my stuff. But then, if you've ever been, especially when you're seated in a theater, Like a movie theater or something. Have you ever looked at someone else, like over their shoulder, looking at them looking at Instagram? And you're just like, look at this depraved piece of shit. This loser. This pathetic. Oh, you really liked that. Yeah. Like they're going so fast. Yeah. Like we do too. Right. But to them, because you're not in their brain, they're going so fast. You didn't even look at it. You didn't even read it. Yeah. So what am I doing counting ghosts? Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally right. That that one it's got not... three thousand ghost lights. <laughs> exactly. If you could see them on an airplane taking a shit while yeah. they double tap a photo of my infant, yeah, not fuck you, fuck me totally. for believing for it, even
1: caring. Guess
0: who needs to die? That yeah. needs yeah. to die. It's but it's so <laughs>
1: it's so seductive and addictive. Of addicting. course, it is.
0: well, it's just your neurons. It's just your brains. It's yeah, everybody that's broken out of the dot coms. Yeah, and like. Almost like people that worked at Area 51 and they're like,
1: UFOs are real. Yeah.
0: Everyone that got out of the Facebook and Google and yep. all, all of them, mm-hmm. they all say the same thing, which is like, get off your phones. There are going yeah. to be laws, maybe 10 years, who knows, that regulate this stuff because right. they're frying your brain because they know they have the science to give you flashes of color and... Right. Did you know they time like the likes? They, they, they... Here's two examples. One, if you buy something on iTunes, have you ever noticed that you get the confirmation email the next day? Mm. Like you buy a movie. yeah. They know you bought it. They right. could send you the receipt right away, but they don't. They send it to you the next day. Same thing with uh, likes on Instagram. Mm. 10,000 people might like it right when I post it, but they dole them out in a pattern that mimics how we reward rats in lab experiments (laughs) you are a rat and they go because they want you to come back to see if it got more
1: more. yeah they want you to check to check in
0: it's a slot machine you know when you see old ladies at slot machines we look at these depraved assholes you're a depraved asshole right
1: It's so. It yeah. Truth is funny. It's humbling. It is. I know. I know. I have been trying to do a twenty four hour period every every week where I turn my phone off. A Sabbath. Yeah, I know. If you will. No, it's true. (laughs) I do
0: a phone Sabbath on Saturday.
1: It's so. I'm so much happier. Isn't that
0: crazy? Well, this brings us kind of to what we're talking about. Is like it's a weird phenomenon that sometimes we need something else to tell us what to do. You know what I mean mm-hmm. we're talking about the fire hose of pleasure. Yes. We can eat cupcakes every meal now. Right, right. we can look at hardcore porn constantly right, on our right. phones, on our watches, whatever right. we want to do so it's a weird thing that sometimes we go we need something else, an outside thing to help us. people that like we
1: call that parenting yeah, I mean, I think there i mean we do need to have certain bounds right yeah. to to feel like we know what we're doing and how far is out you know and how yeah. far do we come I, I just it there's nothing wrong with that it's just been used in such pernicious ways in in um i in in in, in re- religion specifically it you know scripture and theology have been used by groups of people to dominate other groups of people. That's
0: right. Just so it's not wisdom anymore. No, no. It's not something it's precious. Control. It's not control. good news. No. It's not a TED Talk that goes, I just made your morning commute 30% nicer. Mm-mm. It was manipulated. Yeah. And of course, there had to be something there for mm-hmm. it to be perverted
1: well, and yeah, twisted. And, and I think this is why I'm, I still have skin in the game, in a way, is that uh, I think that, look, if we want to know... You know, I wrote a I wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post a year ago that said the Me Too movement's apocalyptic, meaning that the apocalypse means revealing, oh, to I, uncover. That's in your book. yeah. And so you just peel up the corner and you can see what's underneath. Right. There's not an uptick in sexual harassment. This has been going on for a long time, but we have to keep pulling. Right. And if we pull far enough to see what's underneath, what we'll find under I'm always asking, what's the thing under the thing? Mm. Right? So What's the thing under the reason that that we have a sexual harassment and rape culture? Well, if we look far enough, we'll almost always find what Friedrich Schleiermacher called her- his definition of heresy, which heresy is anything that has all the trappings of Christianity but defies its essence. Mm, mm. So I'm like, look, when, when girls are told over and over again that it's God's will that men dominate women, mm. that is the theological underpinning... For a sexual harassment and rape culture. That's right. And so, if I'm just the spiritual
0: like, head of the household, surely I'm the spiritual head of this office filled with all these
1: women. Women, right? And yeah. so it runs that deep. When when there's messages that are delivered in God's name, they go down to a very cellular level inside of us, mm. to the point that like even me, I know because it, it's true of me. I didn't I didn't hear a woman pray out loud in a church till I was twenty seven.
2: Well. Women
1: couldn't even be ushers. We didn't have the authority to hand a man a bulletin. And so that ran so deeply in me. And even though, you know, I have 11 years of ordination and I'm a preacher and I'm all of that stuff. There are times when I'll see a woman in a clergy collar and before I can stop my brain, it'll say, who does she think she is?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: And, that's my job yeah. and i think that why because it because i was given a message my entire life in god's name and it goes so deep of course and that so this is why i think it's important to encourage people on the margins um to get theology degrees and to get Bible degrees because...
0: It takes a lot of generations to change that's it. That's right. Yeah. It, it,
1: it, in order to dig the infection out, we have to... we ha- Look, sometimes the thing that hurt us is the only thing that can actually still heal us. Mm. And so uh, we can't... I think that scripture and liturgy and theology is way too potent to be left in the hands of people who will use it to justify their dominance over another group of people. Like, why was the genocide of Native Americans and the Theft of their land, sort of, so easy for people to do. It's called the doctrine of discovery. It was a Christian doctrine. Mm. That's why. Mm. Same with slavery. So, you know, you want to understand why race relations in in our country will not be solved by a, a movie about a black person and a white person being special friends, mm. because that shit runs real deep. It
0: takes more than that.
1: Oh my gosh, it takes more than that. And that's why, for me, it's been important to read like womanist theologians. Womanism is a, is a sort of scholarship that is done by black women in America from their social perspective, which is very distinct. And so Mm. being able to sort of read, uh, Bible scholars and theologians that are on more of the margins, queer theology, mm. to me, that, that that's what it takes. We should be encouraging more people on the margins to be doing that work instead of everyone just fleeing. I'm like, we mm. cannot leave it mm. in the hands of people who use it to hurt people.
0: Hey, Nadia, fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I haven't felt the need. Yeah. Uh, mm. But you, you remind me of Malcolm Gladwell did this thing where he took a... It's like a—I don't want to call it a racism test, but you—you you have to hit plus or negative, like mm. positive feeling or negative feeling, and it shows all these images, sure. and it's—it's it's measuring like microseconds, like point zero 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 one yeah. of a second, like of a delay. Right. So you'd see like a a black person, and and you know you're hitting positive, you know right. you're trying,
1: but there's a delay before and, you. And do he's it. half
0: black, or, or he's some percentage black. Yeah. And he was like, "Am I a secret self-hating black person?" Yeah. And but. When you say that, I'm like, that's so familiar. That's right. And I think it's so helpful. Val and I were watching, this is tricky to talk about because I want to be very clear that this isn't me, yeah. just in the same way it wasn't you when you see a female parishioner and go, what? Yeah. You just have this fucked up shit going right. on. When we'd watch the R. We watched the R. Kelly miniseries, mm-hmm. and occasionally I'd catch myself, some girl would be telling a story about like... I went there and he was very domineering Mm. and I'd have a thought where I'd like, it was probably hot, right? You probably liked it. Mm. I'm not saying that I thought that rationally or even consciously. And I would talk about it with Val because I'm not fucking around. I've seen what happens when you don't talk about those thoughts. And I go like, isn't it weird that I go like, yeah, but it was R. Kelly, and isn't it kind of sexy when a man tells you yeah, what to do?
2: Right, right, right. Fuck that that's, shit. That's,
0: that's but just, I can't take a flamethrower to it unless I sh- open the door because Val's right. amazing and she's yeah. very woke and yeah, very yeah, wise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I always go like, "Will you help me weed my fucking garden?" Yeah, that's, Instead a, great, of going, that's like, a
1: great metaphor. Look love at this. That, Look at right? my garden
0: because I have so many beautiful flowers above my weeds. You yeah, wouldn't even know if I didn't tell that. you. I love that right?
1: image, Pete. That's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so true. But it needs to be out in the light. I mean, right. the, when it's when it's in the shadows, it grows stronger. Right. And when it's in the light, it can be... Because, hey, you know, our guy, it's like light scatters darkness. Yeah. A light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. That's so right. we. this is why I don't mind talking about the sort of more difficult parts of my personality or the sort of shittier well, parts of me. that's why, remember, is I texted the, you or tweet, emailed you. Yeah. I was like, thank you for
0: tweeting that. Yeah. Because... You tweeted something about like I try to be a good spiritual person, but most most often my knee jerk response to things is "fuck you." Yeah,
1: my first response to <laughs> my first reaction to reaction to almost everything is "fuck you." Isn't that I great? Don't, I don't almost, I almost never stay there, but I almost always start there.
0: I have that too. I, I when I saw that I was like, I remember being on the Metro North for some reason and seeing the back of a guy's head, and I was like. I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see him. Mm-hmm. The back of his head. Yep. It's like,
1: fuck you. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Where are you going? I know. And it's then so- something that I've wanted to say to you, I was like, cause what I think is so beautiful about what you're doing is Aristotle knows on this podcast, I've said a million times that my heart breaks for pastors uh. because they want To what? Share their what is this? They want to share grace, peace, redemption, love. Mm -hmm. They want religio. They want holy. They want that Mm -hmm. special thing. And they're not allowed to say, "Uh, you know what? I don't
1: believe today. Yeah, Yeah, because what they have instead is a job at a church.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes because in Rob's book he he tells a story about having to preach on Easter Sunday mm-hmm. and he was he didn't believe that morning mm-hmm. and I was like did you tell them and he was like no and I was and and we both talked about the heartbreak of that yeah. that you're not and I've always said it's like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse you're mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse in the church's Disney World right. and we want Mickey to go <laughs> we don't want him to go like I don't know about Walt. Like, we, you can't.
1: I don't know about that guy. Right. He was a complicated guy. Yeah. You yeah, can't.
0: Yeah. You just but, pose for photos. That so
1: sucks. That, that has to do with this uh, the idolatry of being nice, too, that we yes. started out with in yeah. this conversation, is that yes. it's about being good. And the thing we want to preserve is this idea that we're good, which goes back to the, the weeds in the garden and how hard it is for white folks in America to talk about race because what we feel like anytime somebody wants to talk about, Hey, like I've, I've been using the word powers and principalities when it comes to white supremacy in this country. That's what we're dealing with. And people don't want to have the conversation. Why? It makes us feel bad. Because you know what? <laughs> I smile at black folks when I walk past them because I know that they're equal to me because right. I love MLK Jr. You know right, what I mean? Right. And it's like the, the, the problem is that we're, we're so much more attached to preserving this idea that we're good – then we are to looking at the actual truth right. and the way in which we are involved in a whole system that yeah, we didn't choose it, mm. we didn't own slaves or whatever, but we are involved in a system of powers and principalities that if we're not willing to poke our head up and like see the truth That's of right. it, we just keep we just keep perpetuating the thing we say we don't believe in. That's right. And we can't stop unless we can look at the fucking truth.
0: That's right. And it's and it's that's why I was like this R Kelly thing is hard for me to say because I don't want someone to misquote me. Yeah, and be like, of he was
1: sympathizing." Yeah, no, I was feeling right. the horrible feeling you know. of like
0: whatever of of grossness. We
1: live in a time where grace is not. Um, people don't believe in it. They do I mean, there's nothing, none of it offered right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. like back to the reason why I don't mind t- saying the bad shit about me is because. Uh, I don't really have a lot of shame about it, to be honest. And the reason is like, I believe so powerfully in grace that I would never be ashamed to admit why I need it. Mm. Like I actually believe in grace. I've seen the way it works in my life. And um, yeah. And so why would you I know, be ashamed to say I need it? But grace yeah. is not something that anybody affords, especially on Twitter.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I go back to two things. One, Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, well pray love she talked i think it was dante said god is the love that hung the stars mm-hmm. and sometimes i think about grace being like what's keeping your molecules together totally and something is did you earn it undeserved <laughs> yeah, did
1: you earn that right like and did you life know- itself i mean i think you know those hubble telescope things where they show the like here's your backyard and here's your neighborhood and it keeps panning out you know right. It'll pan out to like and here's your country and here's the continent and here's the the right. planet right yeah. and then they're like and here's our solar system and that's when i'm like i'm good yeah you can stop. i'd be yep. a great medieval person who just believed in the dome you yeah. know you'd and be that, a great flat earther sure yeah i'm i'm game yeah. because yeah. my psyche can't really handle the rest but then have it you keeps seen the one that,
0: that does that and then there's it, a big jesus that says oh, do, no. don't masturbate <laughs> it zooms out as far as we can and there's a seven story Jesus and he's saying, Don't masturbate. Oh That's, That's perspective. Isn't that great?
1: I love it. When you
0: look at the cosmic play and you go like all well, of this is happening and he's when going they,
1: when they don't keep jerk panning off. out and it's like then it's part of like our galaxy is part of this system of galaxies and then I stop being able to breathe really yeah. properly. Right. But then it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. And it's like we're this Insignificant t- in this fast, you can't even fathom the universe, right? right, and I'm like, and we can't find any kind of proof of life anywhere else, mm-hmm. like okay, so either it's like outrageously rare or really it's only here, mm. and how insane is that to think that that like well you're
0: insignificant then and very significant,
1: totally, yeah, that like you mean. This is the only place there's puppies, you know, and and hot chocolate chip cookies. Like, right. Do you know what I but mean? But then, if there's
0: infinite possibilities, aren't there planets where it's only puppies? Do you
1: <laughs> yeah, think about that? Right. And and you, can you imagine puppies not being cute? That would that would be what it meant. Puppies yeah. aren't cute, right? Because it can't be cute because, because there's normal. there's no rarity to it. That's you know? right. Just like the thing about this life that we get to have is so insane if this is the only if this is all there is i i preached a sermon actually at the cathedral in cincinnati the first sunday of advent where i was talking about breath and like i and that you know god breathed into dust like we're the breath of of god and dirt like Mm -hmm. we are both these things Mm -hmm. and that um and in Ezekiel in the Valley of the Dry Bones, prophesied to the breath. The breath is the thing that animated them back to life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and I thought, what if it, this is the only place where there's that weird configuration of oxygen and other th- you know things that create breathable oxygen life. Mm-hmm. and life, and just an odd configuration happens to happen here. And I'm like, maybe oxygen is the breath of God, like mm. that's what that is, like oh, the, wow, because it creates life, right? right. And um. And so, and then we're like, what do, and then how much time do I spend being angry in traffic?
0: Yeah. Well, that's another principle. You can zoom out on your problems in the writer's room. I've said this a million, but in the writer's room at Seinfeld, they had a picture from the Hubble telescope. So whenever they were stressed, Mm. they would go like, what are are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Right. But that's a great perspective to have. And that's what makes that Jesus cartoon so funny. But that's another Richie Rohr thing is that the name of God, the Jewish name of God, which I love. Yahweh. Oh, I
1: quoted it in my book. Yeah, Is breath? Yeah. Yeah. The correct pronunciation is Is, you can't open or move your
0: mouth. It's an inhale and an exhale. Actually, And he goes, so when you were born, the first thing you did was Mm -hmm. pray. And -hmm. the last thing you'll do, he said it so beautifully. He was like, some people are like in a panic. They're like, I hope I can remember when I'm dying to say a prayer. He's like, you can't help but say a prayer.
1: The last thing you do is going to say the name of God. The last thing you do is exhale. And then God inhales that.
0: You Mm, know what I mean?
1: mm -hmm. I mean, that to me... God is That's is really our source, exciting. is our origin, and our destination in that way.
0: And he goes, there's not a Protestant way of breathing, there's not a Catholic way of breathing, right. there's not a Hindu way of breathing, yeah. there's not an atheist way of breathing, yeah. there's not an American way of breathing, there's not a male way of breathing, there's not a straight way of breathing.
1: Right. Yeah. It's very it, exciting. I've been really, actually, very... I've done yoga for a few, about three or four years now, and it's mm-hmm. been... It's been incredible for me. I, I did a QA Because that's a. all breath. It's all breath. Right. It's vinyasa. And so I did a Q&A recently where this Ernest Young seminary and said, Pastor Nadia, what what are your hopes and dreams for the future? And I go, yeah, I, I usually don't go in for that shit. But uh, I guess I hope to not get angry in yoga one day. <laughs> you know? At the other people? Yeah, at the teacher, at everything. Like I had a yoga teacher that yoga? would do this. I get angry. Now, see if
0: you can move your foot right to the left side of your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I'd go, mm-hmm, after everything. And again, I'm a man, but I say this out of solidarity. Usually women complain about microaggressions like that, yeah. but I was like, that's a microaggression because yes. he was very fit, and I'm a big tubby, tempurbedic yeah, mattress, yes. and I can't do it. But he's going, mm-hmm, because yeah. in his mind, he's doing it.
1: Right? Get yeah. out of yeah. my face. I love yoga teachers that are like, move your foot to the general direction. You that's know nice. what I mean? That's, that's grace. Nice. That's gentle. The ones that are
0: like the whole point is to continue breathing through something exactly.
1: hard. Exactly. Or I my favorite <laughs> thing my favorite yoga teacher says is try less hard.
0: Try less hard.
1: That's grace. It's beautiful, right?
0: The ones that when they say take a child's pose if you need it, but they mean it. Yeah. Guess who doesn't mean it? hmm
1: yeah exactly take a child's that's pose right. if you need it uh-uh uh-uh because <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. i don't need it yeah yeah Get i out of here. i can take child's pose at any time i this is my mantra sometimes like it just throughout my day yeah <laughs> like
0: take at a any, child's pose at any anytime
1: point. i need it like, i can
0: go into child's pose well that's something that i wrote in my book uh is that sometimes i've had the the high school dream where you're in high school and there's a test and you haven't been studying and you've mm. been cutting class and there's all this panic mm. but then sometimes i realize i'm dreaming. And then I go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 39 years old, I'm a comedian, I don't, I, I'm not in high school anymore, there's no test. Yeah. And yeah. that to me is what the gospel is, yeah, totally. is someone saying there is no test.
1: That's not a test. Right. It's true you haven't prepared, and right. it's true you might well, that's have great. forgotten to wear your pants. Yeah. And it's yeah. true that yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Right. And But the thing that's not true is that it's a test.
0: That's right. Yeah. Your molecules being held together is not... But our egos love games and tests and in and out and
1: recently i've been that. saying i think our drug of choice collectively is knowing who we're better than
2: wow that's
1: what we love we're addicted to that that's yeah that's universal i, th- I want to know who i'm better than
0: i think you're right <laughs> and where i am in things but mostly just who's behind me totally <laughs> yeah. yeah who's, who's behind is, me
1: which is the- i have a question who's behind <laughs> me
0: and then when you're in a church who's behind us us it was like the dirty catholics i right. would be like right but you're constantly and the unitarians like, right
1: like you you meet someone and you're you're, you're already like oh i'm better looking than that person well, that's Or that's they're better looking than me that's Richard. Or that, it's, uh, your ego He's saying, he don't says judge. your ego only knows itself by comparison yeah and then what did flannery o'connor say comparison is the thief of joy mm.
0: i love that yeah and just saying yes to everything is so much easier and so much more beautiful yeah.
1: well that's my whole career like i said i'm like yeah okay
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> but there's a real there's a real uh, spiritual principle to saying yes to everything. You know, yeah. we told that uh, story before, where there's a monk and they come to the doors of the monastery and they say a young girl in town said you had sex with her and she gave birth to a baby and this is the baby. The monk knows it's not true and he yeah. and he just goes ah so and he takes yeah. the baby. Yeah. Seventeen years later, they come back and go. <laughs> she just confessed on her deathbed. that It's not you yeah and we'll take the baby back, or the the child back or the mm-hmm. man back yeah. he goes oh so he's just kind of yeah he's he's the river he's in the flow he's participating acceptance
1: in i mean that's what it, i mean in aa they're like boy the, the acceptance is the key right we fight everything we try to be the director we try to decide what everyone else should be doing in relation right. to us and ex- i mean but acceptance doesn't mean uh being complacent
0: yeah. You know. No, I know that story's challenging. We yeah. it's not necessarily my favorite story, but yeah. it's a, an extreme example of that right. way you can be. And that's one of the things that's interesting about psychedelics for me is it's a real crash course in like can you say yes to this? Can you say yes to a loss of control? Can yeah. you say yes to an ego death? Can you say yes to your couch becoming?
1: That's what being in labor was like for me. Is to be that honest. right? Yeah, I, I, I was like, it's like once you hit, take that tab of acid, like you're along for the ride. There's nothing you can do. You can't stop it. That's right. There's not an antidote. There's no sandwich. Right? You yep. can do. No, there's not a you're sandwich. In. You're, you're in. You're And and for the whole ride, and it's and it's letting go, and it's allowing it. That's right. And That was my problem in labor. Was very hard for me. Resisting. Like Once labor started. I kept trying to manage it, or thinking, or kind of fight it. It was really hard. Or make and it a was,
0: story of how long, how much longer it, was it would 44 go. Forty-four hours. That you know? was about that oh, too. It's crazy. And
1: then with my second, it was nine, so it was much better. But, um, but it, it felt like that. It's like how much can I accept? Because I don't accept anything. I mean, I want to control everything. I feel that too. When
0: Val in this tub, I can show you. I'll give you the ba- Val Labor tour. That bathtub yeah. we were in for two straight nights. Yeah, like no sleep for two days two nights and she's she's whatever Mm -hmm. she's like this too whatever this is Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like us Mm. and it sounds weird because i'm the person that said it but it was saying something that we were both feeling Mm. so she's feeling this horrible pain every 90 seconds or whatever every three minutes for 90 seconds it was horrible yeah and in the middle of it, I said, I, I hate to see you in pain, but I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. And she said, I am too. Yeah. And that was this really extreme... Obviously, that's way more impressive for Val. But I knew... Because you
1: were in the moment.
0: We were we were in the moment. Yeah. As soon as we stopped con- constructing the story of how much longer is this going to take... right, right. And a big practice for me lately... Mm-hmm. I'll, I have generalized anxiety. Just like... Obviously, you know, that means it's not situational. Yeah. And some a great practice... And this is a free podcast... Is you go <laughs> is you go, if I feel this way for the rest of my life, that's okay. Yeah. And it goes you right. feel the right. it's still there. Right. But there's all this space around it. Right. Right. And and you realize not fighting it. The addiction, the porn addiction, the yeah. food addiction, exactly the anxiety right. yeah. addiction. Yeah. Yeah. It's given power <laughs> by your resistance and it's Oscar Wilde all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, All right, this is reality. And now. you don't
1: you don't have to you don't have to form your whole narrative about who you are around it. That's right. Yeah, it's just a phenomenon. That's awesome. Op- it's
0: more phenomena in your consciousness, right? And so is everything.
1: You know, with the second child, with the with the shorter labor, I was in a tub, and what I would do every time a contraction would start, I would make myself float. Oh, I would float in the water until it was over and and i think that's why the labor and also second labors are often much shorter but i think that's why it progressed much more naturally and easily was because i found a way to float through the contractions and to not fight them and to allow them to do what they were supposed to do rather than tensing up
2: isn't that
0: crazy and that's that's well you know why how we get injured in car accidents is because we everything clench up. up yeah so if you are drunk And you get in a car accident. Right, right. No injuries. You're very flexible. Yes. (laughs) Or if you didn't see it coming, often fewer injuries. But it's Uh. so fucking hard. But basically, spiritual practice for me is can we see a truck coming at us and see that we're in gridlock and we can't move? And in that moment, obviously I couldn't. But the practice is could you exhale and surrender? And go, I'm about to be hit by a truck. Yeah, but I know that if I go,
1: yeah. it'll be worse because tense muscles get in. I it. wish to be at that point sometime. I am not there. I mean, but you're I, so much but, more useful to know, us like that. Know, don't you see? I,
0: I just but, said this to somebody. I was like, if you were there, I don't know what you could give me.
1: Yeah, that's I guess that's
2: true.
0: Although I had this woman in
1: England when I was there uh, say, hey, I just wanted to say Do if I answer. hadn't if I had not read your memoirs. I uh, I would have assumed I wasn't good enough to go to seminary.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, wow. And I was
1: like, is that an insult or a compliment? No,
0: I think that's one. Wonder- <laughs> obviously, you do, too. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. That was Ramdas would be here now. All mm-hmm. these people went into all sorts of different mosques and seminaries and Judaism and mysticism. He was a, just be- a guy. Because he was just a guy. Yeah. And he's still just a guy. And
1: that's what I... D- I, mean, I mean, that's I all think I've he's ever... Something special, but, you know... That's I mean. all I've ever really had to offer in a way is that um is to s- just talk without shame about my need for grace right and yeah. or if i'm gonna say something really vulnerable That's why shameless about,
0: and be here now yeah even the titles pay out yeah like, oh, yeah i got something from the title if i'm gonna be really well vulnerable.
1: so if i'm gonna be um if i'm gonna say something vulnerable about myself or admit something difficult about my life it's the reason is that is to create a space around me that other people can step into to more safely maybe admit what that thing might be for them. Yeah. And it's a a form of leadership I call, screw it, I'll go first.
0: Yeah. That's it. And what you're doing feels so familiar to me because that's what I was doing on this podcast. I would start talking about whatever some sex shame or some yeah. whatever shame lots right, of shame right like i did on this one yeah and then people would go the more you did it the more <laughs> oh, there you. was real totally gratitude and and, and, and that's solidarity. what the origin
1: of the book was is i was in um i was in a sexless marriage and mm. i had so i had shame about that and it yeah. was and it shut down these really vital parts of me and i did a lot of crossfit you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. how I kind of dealt with it. And everything was just very <laughs> was do that hard. that, Yes, right. right. They'll, they'll and, take it somewhere. And, but my denomination, as progressive as it can be, because like, we ordain the ladies and the gays, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, made me sign Which a document do. made me sign a document that said <laughs> i know or masturbate I'm, I'm keeping a list if you don't, if you don't react though
0: it doesn't sound like you anyone knew. what i was doing <laughs> aristotle's laughing but he doesn't laugh audibly because he's polite
1: um but it said i would be faithful in marriage or like celibate and singleness and i didn't think about it much when because i was married and it was okay but um but then I've been divorced for several years from like a really good man. Like yeah. uh, like we had no lawyers in our divorce. There was no acrimony. He's getting mm. married again. I'm so happy for him. Are you going to marry them? No, no,
2: no. <laughs> I'm no. just kidding. That would be
0: a <laughs> little be over creepy. the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but,
1: but, you know, when I met, when I started dating Eric, my boyfriend, I was having this, you know, experience where um, the, it felt like, having sex and having like really great sex was this sort of an exfoliation of my whole spirit. And I was like, it's so good. It's good for my brain. It's good for my body. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a better pastor. My heart's more open. Like I'm Mm -hmm. more myself in a way. Mm -hmm. Everything's softer. And I, But we'd been together only a few weeks when I had to go support the German and the UK edition of my last book. And I was on the road and all this stuff was swirling in my head. And suddenly I was like, why the fuck did I have to sign a document saying I wouldn't do this? Mm. Like, how is it better for my church if I'm not getting laid? That, that, it just didn't make any sense. Like, don't fuck the flock I get, right? Like as a baseline ethic. Don't
0: flock the flock.
1: And so, (laughs) um, but, uh, and and so he's not Christian, uh, Eric's not Christian, but I was like, can you Skype with me like right now? And he goes, well, because he was here and I was in London, and he's like, it's five in the morning, but I guess. And I was like, <laughs> why do you think the church has tried to control sex for so long? And without skipping a beat, he said, I guess I always assumed that the church saw sex as its competition. Mm. And I was like, oh i'm writing a book mm. i mean that was the origin i write it. a
0: story in my book about having a three-way and how it was very similar to mushrooms and mm. mushrooms was one of the most spiritual things i had ever done where mm. i was just like because i, I Cause was where i wanted to be and mm. and there's and my friend Melanie was like someone with sex shame having two people there is very healing
1: oh that's like there were two people that were like
0: this is great
1: right and i was like an antidote.
0: It turns out I needed more than one person <laughs> to uh, really uh, nail the oh, nail Oh, Isn't
1: that
2: weird? Yeah. But well, you,
0: your book really helped me. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a sexless marriage. Yeah. And the stories of the young congregants sharing their difficulty having sex on their wedding night oh. was very, very familiar. No, you
1: can't flip a switch. I
0: had friends that their bodies wouldn't allow it. Totally. I don't just mean loss of erection. No. I mean like a sealing vagina. Like a vagina yeah. was like, we're closed. Yeah. And they were just like, what? Yeah. We you said it, you can't flip a switch. Yeah. And I I had sex before I was married mm. and then I would go around and tell my Christian friends that like the world was somewhat the same. Afterwards, because I had had bad sex, I didn't, oh, no. I didn't know, no, but I didn't no. have what I had in that special experience right. or just regular right. me and just Val sex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just regular me and just Val sex. You know what I mean? No, Val no. and I have had the dissolving into one. In fact, oh, that's my gosh. sex.
1: It's incredible. It, and and that's funny, th- spiritual. That's, that's a spiritual thing. Is, thing. Like, the church will say it's this holy bond and it really should only be shared with that one person and all that stuff. And in a weird way, way like i kind of get what they're saying because Mm. i had the sort of promiscuous sex which was like you know it was it was fun and it was hot but it wasn't what i have with Eric. i mean that is like some like crazy shit that happens but i
0: wanted to i well it's comparison again but i needed to know yeah i've had casual sex as well and i'm with you almost in a square way
2: Yeah, where I'm like,
0: you know what I mean? I have some squareness there. Sure, where I'm like, sex is this very special thing, and when you have sex with Val, that is that way, where you really are like, are these my breasts?
1: Right, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just dissolves, you know, And and it
0: feels like, yeah.
1: True. I and mean, then I've
0: had and I've had casual sex too that can be quite lovely, yeah. Where it's almost like disposable ecstasy, mm. where you're like, oh wow, right. But it's different when. But you're it's not
1: like that's mates. wrong and immoral, yeah. and the only way it's good is if it's the other thing. That's where you get into problems, of course, you know. Of course. I mean, I I always wondered if like if Ted Haggart was in a Christian community that encouraged his wholeness like his is integration. he the anti-gay guy he, that had yep, gay sex yep so like if he was in a church that encouraged his integration mm-hmm. sexually spiritually physically emotionally would he have still been found smoking crack with a male prostitute
0: right i don't think so No. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, a heavy yeah, sigh. I just a heavy No. there's go. just
1: been a lot of loss and and it's it's um i began you know with my congregation, I, I remember being told that like the your uh, stewardship, like your giving practices to the church, uh, like some pastors want to know what their parishioners are giving because it's like. Quote, a sign of their spiritual health. And uh-huh. I think generosity can be a sign of spiritual health. I don't think that means you have to give 10% of your money to the church, but I think generosity is a sign of spiritual health. That I have no problem with. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a pastor, I never knew because I wasn't really mature enough to have it not matter when I was interacting with people. Like, if they were like, if it was some whiny bitch about everything and then I found out they didn't give any money to the church, I would be like more irritated <laughs> or I'd be just kind of extra sensitive to the opinions of people who gave, like I'm just not yeah. mature enough no, for I it to see. not matter. So I didn't do well, it. Well, you're but, like a
0: waitress and these people are terrible tippers. Right. Right. And they come here every yeah, week and exactly. they make me refill their coffee That's 50 right. times. That's right. Maybe I'm going to give an extra smile to the guy that only gets a <clears> cup of coffee and leaves me 20 bucks. That's
1: right. So it's... I'm just not, I wasn't big enough to, to know, but, but then I started thinking, why is like, why is this, why isn't sexual flourishing? considered a sign of spiritual health as well like are you free from shame enough that you can be in your body and that you can be a considerate lover and that you can allow yourself this pleasure and really sort of let go and be in that moment
0: it sort of goes back to the literal resurrection virgin birth thing it's 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 what rob and i would call the wrong question Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm. like i'm having sex or i'm not having sex that seems like the wrong
1: issue right
0: and back to richard Rohr: how you do it is how you do it right are you doing that sex openly and presently Mm -hmm. and beautifully right you know what i mean because you can be abstaining well that's a that's a ramdas thing where he goes people that quit smoking and they tell you they're like it's been nine years six days four hours and 22 minutes Did you really quit (laughs) and he goes yeah he goes these are the people that die from non-smoking yeah so Mm. the other ramdas thing that i love that leads to a question i wanted to ask you is he goes He goes, you don't want to be Jewish, you want to be free. You don't want to be a meditator, you want to be free. You don't want to be Christian, you want to be free. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I know the answer, but I'm curious. I'm going to ask Richard, too. Mm -hmm. Why even stay in it? I think we kind of talked a a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, you get this a lot? Yeah, I think...
0: Is this a question you don't...
1: No, I think (laughs) there's two reasons. Like One is the thing about... It's just the most true thing I've ever heard. Like I am mm. so compelled by the story of I love the that. Gospel. reason Instead of being like I feel like I ought to or no, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 has it has a hold of me in a way that I've never been able to escape. It hound of heaven? Use <laughs> the hound of heaven. The Hound correct. of heaven. Uh, give it a biscuit. <laughs> so, um and then the thing about I just I just don't I think it's too potent to be left in the hands of of those who use it to control people. That's
0: funny, Julia Sweeney, who's you know a known, yeah, wide, widely known atheist, wanted to do this podcast. She just did. She was the last guest, mm. uh, and she was like, "I want to talk about religion with you because most atheists don't care enough about religion to talk about it in an interesting way." Hmm. So she was like, "I want to talk to somebody spiritual about it because that's yeah. so much more fun for me. Yeah, not like a juicy debate, but like I. Ca- she was like, "I care about religion. Interesting, and I want to talk about it from that perspective instead of like." Isn't that stupid? Yeah.
1: I Super also funny. believe in belief. You know, I think it can, belief can be this beautiful thing. I mean, it's look, nothing's ever only one thing. So belief can be damaging or it can be healing both. Right. And, um, but, but either way it's important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you find Dr. Drew did this podcast and he was saying that the people that he's been with when they die, he was like, I wish I could believe in God because I've just seen on a very practical, almost Tony Robbins, Ted talk level, mm-hmm. the people that believe in something pass more, whatever, easily, peacefully peacefully yeah. than the ones that don't. So he's like, I'm working on it. I want to because I want that when I'm dying, which yeah. was very practical. Very,
1: yeah.
0: I would say this if he was here. It's very head. It's very heady.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, which brings me to something I love talking about—not for right answer to grade your answer or anything like that. Do you have thoughts on what happens when we die? Are you an afterlife person?
1: Uh, I think it's just like outrageously arrogant for for human beings to say they know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we don't. I but but there's that thing. There's about... There's so many
0: people in khakis telling us that they did know. know. Though
1: <laughs> you and I both. Well, but and
0: they were so they, tall.
1: They were so. <laughs> We <laughs> had wallets
2: with credit we know cards. That tallness
1: is the center of authority. <laughs> um, so, it, I think that I do think that the divine is our origin. That's where we come from. That we, you know, we have the image of God. Like we are, like the breath of God in dirt. Like the the our origin is in the divine, and that. The divine is the thing that we get to keep drawing upon in our life when we don't have enough, you Mm. know. If I don't have enough love or forgiveness, there's a a source I can draw upon for it or Like Richard says you'll never
0: be lonely again. Once you realize that the divine breath is in everything. It's in this couch. It's in everything. It's like you'll never be lonely again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm still lonely. But anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm lonely right now. I'm I'm, I'm just just I am lonely on your sofa. (laughs) (laughs) But then
0: but I love what you said, you exhale and then the divine breathes you back breathes in. breathes it back in. That's, it that finishes, feels right finishes
1: to me. the inhale, whatever that looks like. There is some sort of connection, union back with the divine when we pass. That's all I know. That's yeah. all I know.
0: Yeah. Do you that still find right. yourself with old school Looney Tunes hell anxiety? No,
1: I never had it. I don't really? know why. I, did, I had some... I have... Uh, my immune system sort of kicked it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I never had it. Um, I know people who have it, but ha- what a weird thing, though, that to think that this loving God—you know—if you do something wrong.
0: But this is this goes back to my friend I was like, "That's the most loving thing he could do. He's honoring your choices." Oh my God! I that's know the things punitive. we do. It sounds like the S and M community. You it know what is. I mean? There's something sort of like even sexual about that, where yeah. he's like, "You wanted this." Right. He gives, big, big holy daddy gives it to you. you exactly. Want. He's going to make you burn Thank you, daddy. forever. Yeah. Even if you've learned your lesson, it doesn't matter. You're a bug and I'm going to squish you again. It, it
1: feels like taking the worst impulses of human beings and then projecting them as big as we can and then saying that must be what God is like because that's how I would be that's if right. I had unlimited power.
0: <laughs> Richie Roar, we keep making a God that's like us instead of trying to be like God. Yeah. And the evidence of God being nature and when you see the grace of a flower Eckhart Tolle says a flower is like an enlightened plant it's just like beautiful for no reason yeah
1: but But also you know hurricanes you know I mean there there's there are things in nature that are that are very who's the hurricane bad for though? though Yeah, I bet the right.
0: earth is like, oh, thank yeah, this God. Is great. It's like finally. It's like taking a big shift. Well,
1: well, it's kind of like when you're fine. <laughs> if you have a crappy shower at home and you go to a hotel and it has proper water pressure, yeah. you know, the earth is like, oh, proper water I, pressure. But this, there's a game
0: called Everything. It's on PS4. Have you played it? I looked to Aristotle. It's this game where you're playing consciousness and you can be anything. What? It's really cool. If you want, I'll show it to you. On the I didn't way want to out. see it. It's very trippy. You can actually play it for like ten minutes. It'll trip you out because mm. you're just you're not any character. You can be a grain of sand. Mm. You can be an ant. You can be a, a fox. You can be a cloud. You can uh. be a drop of rain. You can be the planet. So you're just. Can you be
1: Beyonce? Or It's, ah, not, it's not. There are no there. people
0: in the game uh, so far. It's just like a wild natural earth. Not that humans are unnatural, mm. but so it gives you that perspective. Of like, obviously hurricanes are very bad for human beings. Mm-hmm. I think at one point we were like, every day is like a horrible, tragic day for ants. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but that was part of Buddha's waking up as he, as he was seeing every level. And that's what the game does is you're like, yeah. Alan Watts says, everything feels like a human does. There's things bigger than you. There's things smaller than you. Mm-hmm. It'll really kind of freak you out. It's like mm-hmm. the essence of paranoia mm-hmm. is to be like, to the earth, a, a hurricane might feel cathartic right and to us they're terrible but to the plants maybe it's water that you've been waiting for there's just so many variables and so many perspectives from which to view things Mm. but of course we see it from our perspective but then
1: i think our it's really interesting to then ask the question why do we choose the narrative we choose right like if we have a perspective why what need does it meet in us to have that particular story that we tell about who we are in the world
0: Self-preservation. Yeah, I think
1: it's self-preservation, but sometimes it's just narcissism or sometimes it's a lack of empathy. But that
0: goes back to the God that's like, (laughs) I'm the best and he's going to reward me and you're the worst. You're the, what do they call you? The pastorics? You're the pastrix, and you're the worst. Yeah. So if I'm going to win, somebody's got to lose, and I'm a winner. So there have to be losers.
1: Right. It's exceptionalism.
0: This is what Ramdas talks about. He's like to go to heaven or to be in the kingdom of heaven or whatever. However, to be at the right hand of God, as the Bible says, it can't be you. He's like this is how people have psych- psychic breaks. You yeah. go like, "I'm Jim Smith." Yeah. There I am, Jim Smith, right at the right hand of God, and that's where you break because yeah. Jim Smith can't be at the right hand right, of God. Right. Whatever it can be has to be so open and spacious that it is God, it's everything. But the Jim Smithness can't come with you.
1: Yeah, it's not like that <laughs> it can't be a prize. That's right. Yeah, or a reward.
0: I was just talking with Michael Gunger about this. Do you know Michael Gunger? uh in the group gunger musician he kind of grew up like us or maybe more like me mm-hmm. from what i'm putting together but um we were ta- oh what was it well we were talking about cities and spiritual powers and ramdas talks about like yeah maybe you could meditate and learn and become like a really deep meditator and really get quiet and really start to get powerful right and he's like let's say you do become like a manifester and maybe you become somebody that can attract whatever you want into your life let's thought experiment mm-hmm. that you get start meditating because you want a mercedes benz he's <laughs> like the the great irony or the twist is when you get the mercedes you won't care yeah. Or you won't even want it.
1: Or by the time you have the, the ability to do it, it wouldn't be your desire. It wouldn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, it's like karate. They teach you karate because <laughs> a kid goes into karate because he has all this energy and he wants to kick ass. Mm-hmm. And they teach you all this fucking discipline along with it mm-hmm. that they teach you never to
1: fight. Right, that's like part of it. Martial arts to, are like if you want to find your life, you have to lose it. That's right. Yeah,
0: but then Ramana Mar, she says, "I give people what they want, so they'll want what I give." So he would do miracles mm-hmm. to hook them, right? And then he'd be like, "Guess what? Right, you're gonna die. Like your ego's gonna die. All of that part that They're wanted like, the juicy mm, story is gone." Can we have more bread? Exactly. <laughs> like the... Can we get some loaves? <laughs> can we get some loaves? I don't here? do bread. I do loaves. <laughs> that's in my contract. <laughs> And I never said loaves a what. <laughs> Meatloaf. <laughs> I did meat loaves. Sorry, vegans. Those are meat loaves and fishes. <laughs> Double meat.
2: <laughs> what fun.
0: Let me look at my notes. And then we, you feel good? Yeah. I, I mean, like, good. you feel like we touched on everything?
2: Sure.
0: True love waits. Why Jesus? Okay. AA. We could talk about sobriety. You sort of touched on it. Yeah. Oh, Richard Rohr's definition of faith is it's something about like believing you're accepted was his definition of faith mm-hmm. like knowing you're accepted yeah. I, I forget i wish i could get that perfectly mm. pregnant teens oh that i was like of course the church would harp on premarital sex cuz you can't have a congregation filled with pregnant teenagers like yeah. it's like a visible sin yeah that was my first point there was there was like no don't be greedy Bible. Right. There was no like, don't covet possessions Bible, but anything you could see smoking, swearing, fucking drugs. These are things you can see. Right. Right. So the principal walking by Mm -hmm. the youth group can see, well, there's a problem here. But then it
1: also got into thought policing. Yeah. You know, it was, it was also like, well, you shouldn't be thinking about sex. You shouldn't be lusting after that person. You shouldn't be doubting what, your preacher is telling you because that's that's the yeah. devil trying to tempt you, that's you right. know. So Everything. it got into that kind of weird shit. Too. It sounds
0: uh, clearly. I just watched this R. Kelly thing. It's it's the way you break people on like a fundamental level is like mm-hmm. you snap their beliefs. There's like a brainwashing thing, right. and you get them to go try and make their river go the other way, and that's a way to break them and really own them.
1: That's right. You can't you can't trust your own instincts. You can't trust your own feelings. You can't trust your own heart. I mean, that's why I keep saying even though it's a harsh, it's harsh that purity culture equals rape culture. Mm. I mean, the two are deeply related. I was told, you know, that boys can't help themselves. Boys are going to want sex more than you and they can't help themselves. And so it's your, it's girl's job to Mm. never sexually stimulate even accidentally boys by how you're dressing or, and if you have a boyfriend, you can't go too far because if, because after they get aroused to a certain point, they can't help themselves. I was told that point blank. Wow. That's literally rape culture.
0: That that really is.
1: And and the two things, again, to get down to the like, hey, we got to peel up the corner and look at where there's heresy. That we have to look in our culture. What are the sort of deeply rooted toxic things in our culture that we're finally talking about? It's great that we're talking about them, but we have to see how deeply they run. And then we have to say why they run so deeply. And it's almost always heresy it's Mm. almost always bad theology the trappings of christianity and messages given in the name of christianity that actually violate the essence of christianity
0: which is why you're staying in the game
1: which is why i'm staying in the game (laughs) i mean they're not going to get rid of me
0: i a. I wrote down linda bike path there was this couple i i just thought you'd like those in my bible study mustard seeds um (laughs) there was this couple and they uh, were dating and they were Christian. And clearly, mustard seeds was the only time they got to be alone together. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like aggressively snuggling yeah. on the couch. Yeah. But I was so horny and repressed that them touching was really like probably making me horny. Right,
1: right. Yes. And
0: I was so, I didn't say it, but I was so close. I had it rehearsed like telling someone to be quiet in a movie theater. I had uh. rehearsed it in my brain. Can you stop your causing me to stumble? <laughs>
1: Is what <laughs> Do you know Rachel Held Evans? No. Oh, she's this great uh, progressive evangelical writer. And in one of her memoirs, she was talking about she is very buxom and she developed very quickly and she was raised in the culture we were raised in and mm. she refers to her blood her breasts as her stumbling blocks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh sweet Lord. I know. And then I wrote Bike Path because there was a kid in our youth group that was so horny that he jerked off on the bike path. And I remember this is in my book too, I writing
1: was like, like wow. He was like I think one was hand on the oak. Oh, okay yeah, he's like, walking wow.
2: It.
0: And I think uh. Uh, it was yeah. sort of. It might have been a rumor. I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was true. Yeah. But I remember we were all like, ah, "That's crazy!" And then I was like, "No, I get it. Like, <laughs> like that urge that was so real. Right. I, I never did anything like that. I didn't feel that mm-hmm. way. I just, you know. But he was such a good boy that get to it, that did it. I was like, "You put a pot on that boiling water, totally. and suddenly a bike path release." <laughs>
2: Oh, God, help us.
0: That's all I have. Oh, and then the last thing, this this I thought you would enjoy was, I've made it many times, but I wanted you to hear it. We're talking about, and respond to it, we're talking about polity and niceness becoming the point. And I, I find that the more conscious you become and the more aware of your own divinity and your participation in divinity and your flow with divinity you tend to not lie or steal or cheat mm. or abuse. Yeah. But what we were doing in our church was we were like taping fruit to our tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. With masking tape. So we would act like we had the virtues of inner holiness without the transformation. Yeah. And I that's was right. What that's exactly right. It. Isn't that but right? The,
1: the transformation comes from, uh, making mistakes and from, that's uh, right. the things that they were trying to prevent us from doing. The worst that's things the we could do, thing, including you know? losing
0: your faith, was like the things you exactly. had to do. Exactly,
1: but that's what gets us on that path of, like you said, the sort of the consciousness of the divine. That's what puts us there. Yeah. It's uh, You don't get there by everything going great. Right. You know, Richard that's again. why Richard, by doing it Richard calls the 12 steps the, uh, America's single yet very important contribution to human spirituality. Hmm. And um, and it is interesting that one of the most successful organizations to ever come out of the United States of America, that the basis of it is failure. Like, the, mm. the, the, here's how you belong is like you fucked up so much that you got nothing. You can't do anything every for time. yourself. Yeah. If you want to talk, you that, start by saying, I, 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 like standing I up. can't do it.
0: I'm a liar exactly. or whatever it is. I'm not right? saying alcohol, right. you know what I mean. You have you to have keep, keep say it saying it.
1: exactly and that's how you block. And, it. and it's interesting because and here's where I've kind of come in this odd full circle is that I think that there is a lot within Christian thought that can be really transformative but it's just been it's been It's it's been under this dome of heresy in a way. It's been taught very poorly Mm. for so long. But I think like the idea of human sin is actually very useful. Not as the naughty list, Mm. you know, not as like you're naughty and don't do the naughty things so you can be good. But um, there's a guy named uh, Francis Spufford who wrote to me the best book about. Christianity I've ever read. I read it once a year. It's called Unapologetic. And he knows that the word sin is problematic for people. And so he goes, look, I'm not going to use it because I know it's triggering. Instead, I'm going to just always use this phrase, the human propensity to fuck things up. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, who's going to be like, I don't have that? I mm. resent the fact that you say that I have the propensity to fuck the. Like, everyone right. has it, right? right? It's just a state. There is some kind of flaw in the system, which is why it keeps throwing up errors, mm. as uh, Simeon Saul, the theologian from Cambridge, would say. And so, and it's fine. We're all, like, I have it tattooed on my wrist simultaneously sinner and saint, used to et peccator. We're all both, right? And so,
0: universal salvation and universal sin.
1: Yes, right, of course. Right. Like we just it's just the truth. It's there's no shame doesn't have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's just the truth. And I think that one of the things that we see in AA is that there's real human transformation that happens there. Um, Why? Because it takes the human propensity to fuck things up very seriously. That is what you start with. Mm. You have to speak all the truth about all of that so that you can access a power greater than yourselves, right? Greater than yourself to restore you to sanity and to get you on a path of being of service to others. Mm. So if you start by saying, well, we should you should be of service. And it's like, well, there's a whole path of getting there. And it has to do with failing. Death and resurrection, you have mm. to go through that, and instead we all want to bypass it because what I see in like both in like evangelical circles actually also in new age wellness yoga circles mm. is that thing that we started talking about it's that affect you have to adopt right you know like you act well yeah because look in the in the new age spirituality it's like it's like having really painfully good posture <laughs> and speaking with a passive-aggressive half whisper <laughs> somebody, somebody decided that's what spiritual looks like yeah. and like but then they're super shitty to their waitresses mm. you know what i mean and so they have the trappings and they defy the essence mm. you know
0: that's it yeah. that's taping fruit to the tree
1: that's taping fruit and we see to it everywhere
0: It's just a very human thing that's a human thing yeah. and so
1: um there's there is a process to to sort of develop that fruit and it's not by taping it on it's by going through, through and growing it yourself death and resurrection that's right and and, and which is what a tree does every up. year by the way correct yeah. T- you fuck things up yeah. and you know and then you you say it, and then you kind of ask for, you know, how do I restore this? And there's just this whole death and resurrection that happens on the spiritual path. Mm. It's not about adopting virtues. You know, what I'm obsessed with right now, and I talked about this with Rich, is compassion, but not as a virtue, because I'm fucking sick of people being like, oh, you should adopt this virtue. So you're good. I'm like, that shit has never worked for me. Mm. But what I am interested in is the effect of compassion. So I've been thinking about when in my life has somebody across from me been in a real place of compassion for me? And how did that feel? Hmm. And how did it affect me in an interior way? Because right now we're in this like call out culture. We want to like confront people and call them out and accuse them. And I under that impulse I get. It's in me for sure. But it doesn't have the effect we might want, you know? Mm. It, it makes me defensive. Mm. I, I just start reacting and get defensive, and you're not going to get anywhere, because now I have to say why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But when people have been in a space of actual compassion for me, it's really moved the needle in terms of me looking at the truth of myself mm. in ways that I wouldn't if I was defending myself. Right. And so, the, the, so I had this thing with uh, Lance Armstrong, I don't know if you saw this, but at the Nantucket project and they said, would you, would you have a conversation on stage with Lance Armstrong? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I totally would. And then they go, would you have a conversation on stage with Sean Spicer? And I was like, no, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> so like uh, my ability to be compassionate is limited. <laughs> but so, but, but, that, but that thing about like our drug of choice is knowing who we're better than mm. the whole day before I had the conversation with Lance, people were like, Hey, don't let him off easy. Mm. Go get them, like Mm. they need our need to know who we're better than. Like, what it does is it alleviates.
0: That's a Tony Capezza thing where he goes, "You're you're soft on the gays," and he goes, "What am I supposed to be hard on them?" Yeah, (laughs) what are we supposed to be hard on the (laughs) gays? That's what people want. Yeah, they want that
1: because so uh, we we really love somebody like lance armstrong because we conveniently never have to look at the truth of when we might have taken an unfair advantage or anything like that because Mm -hmm. he he's so obviously worse than us this is why we you know liberals love trump supporters Mm -hmm. people like i hate trump no you don't you love them you know why because conveniently you never have to look at your own xenophobia because they're so obviously worse so they get to carry it all for us and then we we put it all on them and then we kill them through all this you know stuff we heap onto them and it kind of kills them and then we have this increased social cohesion among us for doing this Mm. and it alleviates all that icky shit that's built up Mm. in us right it's called the scapegoat that's Mm -hmm. what that is and so i was i was like wow people really want to feel better than lance armstrong right Mm. they want to him to take responsibility or whatever and so we're on stage and i go hey lance i see from my notes that you took drugs you weren't supposed to and you lied about it and i said oh my god i did that shit so many times Uh, (laughs) i like literally don't even know how many times i took drugs i wasn't supposed to and i lied about it and he just laughed and like i wasn't an, I and tried saw his to shoulders lower, hundred compl- percent, yeah. and I had I truly had compassion for him, mm. truly, as a person with a story that most of us don't know all of, mm-hmm. and and it moved the needle for him. He his friend who'd known him for a couple decades, seen him interviewed by a million people, and he's like, I've never seen him like that, mm. and because I wasn't like accusing, you made a space for him, I didn't need to be better than him. Mm. You know, I just was kind of starting off going, I'm going to acknowledge I'm not.
0: I see that with a lot of my male friends, male comedian friends, male famous comedian friends, Mm. specifically. Sometimes you see this flare up of defensiveness for some of the people who've been accused. And I'm like, Mm. sometimes I, I just considered I was like, I think sometimes you see... If this is how we're throwing stones at this guy, what are you going to do if you find out, not to that degree, something that I did that I'm not proud of? That's right. You know what I'm saying? We're all
1: we're all about three days away from being an internet scandal, and most of us are like already on day two. <laughs> right? Right. So that's
2: the part where you're like, ah,
1: you get scared. I, I've kind of done some things you... that were kind of shitty, or I made some inappropriate comments, and so I better attack that guy right. real fast. How can you
0: weed the garden <laughs> if... All you're doing is throwing rocks. Right.
1: And there's no (laughs) grace. It's like we can't afford it right now or something. And I think we can't afford to not have it because every single one of us is next. Mm. You know?
0: It's very interesting. And isn't it crazy that that's like a wild thing to say?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This isn't a clickbait podcast. Did you watch SNL? Did you watch SNL's, the actor's least favorite game show on Saturday? No. It's Can I Play That? it it was uh, can i play that genius oh
0: that's hilarious oh
1: it was so good because it was calling out sort of woke the ridiculousness of woke twitter you know and uh, i commend it to you i commend it to you because it was genius
0: wow i gotta see it yeah i will well Well, that's it let's get out of here (laughs) that's how i end End i'm a real journalist well that's it (laughs) Well, can you think of the hardest time you laughed in your life? That's usually how we, oh really, we cleanse the palate because we talk about all that heavy stuff.
1: The, the hard thing is, it, it doesn't you, have to be number when one. When you talk about things that were really funny, oh they never, oh, are. they never. But are I would the say same. it doesn't have to be
0: a good story. Yeah, okay. I'm not so, looking for you to make me laugh.
1: Okay, so I was in uh, Cappadocia, Turkey, with my friend. Well, Sarah Well, now it's, it's Miles. already funny. <laughs> Sarah <laughs>
0: Miles. Cappadocia? And that Sarah's- sounds like a non-diet soda. <laughs> and, uh, I'll have a Cappadocia. He'll have a Swazo. If I could remember, is that so, what it was? Sozo. Yeah. So, so, pretty good for a th- <laughs> two-hour
1: callback. Um, and we, I when I travel, um I'm good to do like up to one thing a day. Like that's I do. Yeah, I, because really I just want to hang out and, and eat. And that's me, that's it, right? Your so, show biz. Yeah. I
0: mean that as a compliment. Yeah, one yeah, thing. One. And, and when my show is canceled, I go to Val. We can go back to one thing a day. Oh, my God. So one good. thing. I know.
1: That's... 8 p.m.
0: I have to be somewhere. You see my calendar. It's. Dude, my calendar is back. Not where it belongs. I love doing the show. But, mm. man, this is all I'm doing today. I have a show tonight. But yeah. other than that, yeah, this yeah, is it. Yeah, that. yeah. That's there's how a... I am.
1: And when I travel, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got to hit this thing. And then we'll go straight from there to here. And then we have to see this. Ugh, it's exhausting. I don't like it. I don't it. do
0: that. I don't like it. I freestyle Disneyland.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, if we get to Space Mountain. Fuck yourself! You've already lost. Two
1: two days ago, I was at South. (laughs) Look at your children; they're crying. I was doing (laughs) this. They're like, (laughs) they hate you. They hate you and your legs. But you're winning, Disneyland.
0: Good. Take. I will chisel that in your epitaph. (laughs) You coward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody's having fun anymore yeah i two days ago i did a talk at south by southwest i flew in i was, like i was there for 28 hours I Had a platinum pass could have gone to everything mm, mm. i went to not, i went to one thing because first of all i just don't care about tech things and i didn't under i was very confused by what south by was i mm-hmm. didn't understand it and i had no idea how to enjoy, how you enjoy it mm-hmm. and so i found one session i was interested in it and showed up ends up i knew the person teaching it ah, so I was like of course you I could have hung I, out <laughs> I only care about like one to two things in the world Yeah, so. yeah. anyway so alright I'm in Cappadocia with my friend Sarah Sarah's probably she might be ten years older than me and When I travel, I just, I throw all my stuff everywhere. I just spread all my things there. I just drop. There's just, it's a huge, massive spread of stuff everywhere. And as soon as we would come in, I would just throw shit everywhere and I'd flop, take my shoes off, flop down and be on my cell phone right away. Just kind of checking in, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. She would putter around. She would organize things. If she had bought things, she'd kind of pack them and she was tidying. And <laughs> and uh, to me, it was this virtue of sort of not being slothful like I was, right? But to her, what I didn't realize is that she is just kind of a nervous person, yeah. you know? And that was how she just dealt with it. Right, but right. to me, I was like, wow, you're a better person. Mm. And so I was like, God, you're you're so... You know, you're doing these things that are, you know, that, that are useful and you're tidying up. And I'm just like this slob. And she goes, Oh, don't, don't, don't envy my nervous wreck dumb, you know? Mm. And I'm like, Is that something you get when you're 60? <laughs> nervous wreck dumb? Oh <laughs> like and like, I God, couldn't I stop laughing. I could I not even get it. I couldn't stop. I like was hurting myself laughing so hard wow. about my IBS. nervous my that's right, my nervous rectum is acting up, so I don't think I can make the dinner tonight. Oh my <laughs> Jesus.
0: If ever I've lovely
1: Nervous Rectum.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Nadia, the book is called Shameless. Yeah. And there are other ones. Yeah, there's I'm some I'm sure ones. they'll check them on. Right? <laughs> um, and thank you. Yeah. What a wonderful time. Yeah. We have I'm the excited. guests say the catchphrase at the end. That's how we end. <clears throat> this is our liturgy. You, uh, If you would, say keep it
1: crispy. That's how we end. All right. Keep it crispy, boys and girls. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a first. <laughs> 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 thank you. And by that, I mean... In your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a first. <laughs>
0: you want it crispy in your drawers. <laughs> I'm so crispy. My I'm honey shoes,
2: 850. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice cane making things want to.